1: Hey everybody! Welcome. to start. Why are you looking at me like
2: that? <laughs> you made a fart noise. You made a Is
0: you opening our yeah. podcast with maybe the most?
1: Leave it. I was gonna cut it out. Uh, who knows?
0: Who knows? It sometimes it has you to be. Sometimes you don't. You don't cut out. You you counting down and saying clap when you clap to remind yourself uh, that you're clapping. <laughs>
1: the DS 9 ones usually are spared of that because I put the intro in. Right.
0: So you're flutting with the and beginning I, anyway. And I have to
1: listen, listen
0: to it. You gotcha! Know, right. It's
1: often the Patreon ones that wind up with our unedited uh, three, two, ones, and people panic about our claps being a quarter second off. The raw BTS guys, welcome to the show. It's the best Star Trek podcast you've never heard. <laughs> I'm Matt Myra.
0: I'm Andy Secunda, and... and
1: we have Masaka with us.
3: I am not Masaka.
1: Oh, <laughs> I am Ehat. Never mind, Ehat is here, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ehot. How are you? <laughs>
0: Hello!
1: <laughs> uh, yes, thank you for sending that in, whoever sent that in. I'm glad to have a Masaka
0: clip in our arsenal now. Um, sincerely. Very useful. Who knows how many times we'll use it. They also sent I mean, in a, a cut down...
1: I am not Masaka! Already twice. Yeah.
0: See, now I feel bad that I didn't uh, have to find E-hat. it. I sent in <laughs> another one that was just the word masaka. Um, Here it is. It's from Chris Casimiro sent it in. Uh, so I'll drop that one in the box Maka. and you can use it when you want.
3: M-saka. M-saka.
0: That's, there just you you just created That's just me myself. That's just me looping the one thing anyway
1: I can do that on the fly that's how talented so just
0: a series of Masaka's bigger ringtone
1: oh man only when Brent Spiner calls Masaka, Masaka. or it could be <laughs> I am not Masaka
0: because whoever it is isn't Masaka who's calling
1: oh that's very true and then Brent Spiner is Masaka so that's it right. just says Masaka yeah
0: have Something you ever gotten a call probably. from Brent Spiner no
1: I've never <laughs> gotten a call from Brent Spiner but this doesn't mean I'm not going to hold out hope
0: have you ever gotten a call from a Star Trek personage that is not Frakes yes
1: yes Will I'm saying Not Not anyone that isn't Will Wheaton
0: Or Jonathan Oh oh Will The other Will I was thinking Will Will Riker No I'm asking One time Will
1: Riker Called me
0: (laughs) Sure Will Wheaton Yeah that makes sense
1: (laughs) Look It is What it is Guys Of the Star Trek The Next Generation People Will Wheaton And Jonathan Frakes Are my best friends Okay What are you gonna do Uh What's up?
0: I just said, well, what are you going to do? I, you, you, can't you can't stop no, friendship.
1: You live, live your life, you know? Live yeah. your life, everyone. Uh, welcome. D-Space 9 Season 2 is uh, kicking off here with uh, Part 1 of a serialized story. Andy, how do you, how do you feel? you feeling good?
0: Yeah, I, I I'm excited. I like that they were leaning into it. It's very, as with many things with this series very strange
4: it's very (laughs) it's very
0: oddly like oh oh they're just setting things up oh okay they're just having it's like everything is weird (laughs) i'm enjoying it
1: but it's very strange there you go we both basically are enjoying it so
5: andy would you have them watch this episode
0: i mean it's feeling like you got to it feels like they're setting stuff up
5: matt Would you have them watch this episode?
1: I'm with Andy. (laughs) Feels like they're setting stuff up. Who knows? This three episode arc could be. I was so confused when I looked at the listing on Amazon Prime slash CBS All Access, where it was like part one. Yeah. The Homecoming. And I was like, what? And then I said, it said part two. I was like, wait a second. Is this. Am I missing part 1 of this other episode and part 2 of The Homecoming? And then I realized that they just put part 1, part 2 and part 3 on these three episodes with different which is titles. Very strange.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is very strange. It. Yeah. And and not accurate. So,
4: <laughs> correct. I, I, I agree.
0: <laughs> the
1: Homecoming part 1. It should be called part 1 of The Homecoming first of all. Sure. That yeah, if that's you, the way to do it. If you're yeah. gonna relabel, right. if you're gonna relabel these things willy nilly. Whoever's, whoever's in the library at at CBS All Access entering in DSpace Nine titles, whoever fucking has the balls to go, I'm calling this part one because it's the three episodes that go together. And it's like, what? No, you can't do that. Just call it the Homecoming. Don't you know the anyway. fan base you're messing with? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, that said, uh, let's go over to the Admiral's Club.
0: Matt, how do they get into the Admirals Club?
1: Leave a five-star review of this very podcast, wherever you get your pods, wherever people might see reviews of podcasts. That could be anywhere on the internet, essentially. Andy has dropped all qualifications.
0: That's true. That it's
1: five stars
0: if you uh if you want to go into a a star trek facebook group and sing our praises send it to us send us a a screenshot uh if you want to give us a tweet don't don't do the reply it's got to be a tweet to all of your followers i don't even Um, think twitter works
1: like that anymore
0: oh it doesn't you can just i don't think it's I think it just i don't think it i gotta be careful with my replies then. (laughs) yeah who knows what's going on over there it's it is a it's a shit show that's for sure if you want to
1: posted in your masaka fan subgroups
0: sure we know you got I mean, some I,
1: we're probably the number one masaka podcast
0: out there. <laughs> that's the one that's the that's the that's the award i want the most that's the accomplishment <laughs> i most look forward to right now andy
1: and i are both in that mask we're both wearing Masaka <laughs> yeah, masks. you guys are should be upset that it's not alive today <laughs> Um, the uh, barrier to entry here, like anyone who turns this on, is like a casual Star Trek fan is listening to us go on about Masaka and they're like, "I'm out. I don't.
0: This is too deep <laughs> for me. I don't." <laughs> I, I think we we have successfully built a uh, an hour and change uh, barrier to entry into every episode. So very true. <laughs> um, anyhow's uh, here are Admirals Club at Midease this week. Um, this is from I don't know if this is a pun. D the this looks like it might be a a a chemical thing. It's D E then capital T H D F Y E D death defied. I don't know death defied death, death defied. defied. That is what it is. I didn't see the pun pun blind. It's not a pun. That's just bad. That's just license
1: plate spelling that's what that is That's it's right. not a pun yeah or
0: kidnapper uh, <laughs> ransom note spelling um, i don't
1: like my kidnappers to use vowels but that's just me
0: oh yeah that's fair that would be you know it'd be really sloppy if a kidnapper like <laughs> was straight, intentionally trying to obscure it beyond just um anyhow uh death defied writes uh one hour question mark exclamation point question mark uh, I got my wife and kids to watch DS9 with me, and as a companion on road trips, I decided to throw on the podcast. My wife was really enjoying it and asked me, When do they start talking about the episode? I smiled and said, with a weird sense of pride, In an hour. She was like,
4: An hour? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fast forward an hour and 30 minutes later, and they started talking about the episode. She couldn't believe it. Great show, guys.
4: Oh,
0: wow. Bang for your buck here. Enjoy. <laughs> Um, then we have one from, and I'm Devinani Rall, uh, who says, look at me, I'm the Admiral now. Fantastic podcast chronicling the adventures of Frank Sinatra through the 80s and 90s. If you're into facts about Frankie, then this is going to be your new favorite. They also dabble in Star Trek from time to time, if that's your thing. Then the boys do a great job discussing that, too. And lastly, We yes, dabble. I'm we just saying, dabble, we dabble. Every once in a while, we talk about Star Trek. Uh, And last is from our friend inside the Patreon, Jeff uh, the Human Maximus the Dog, whose um, Apple podcast name is Hectorian. Um, So I don't know if he's Jeff. I don't know if he's Hector. I don't don't know what's going on. Anyway, he says, uh, I must admit, there were some dark days in my past when I didn't think about uh, a certain Star Trek character. Now I will never forget about Odo ever again. Thanks, Matt and Andy. You're quite welcome, Jeff. Jeff. You're, you're and very, Maximus. very welcome
1: here. Let me just see if I can pull that.
3: Don't forget about. Oh, And more. What oh, is non-MVC?
2: Give me it. it.
0: Um, and that's it for the uh, Admiral's Club admittees. We can enter the uh, President's Circle at your cool. leisure.
6: And that was the Admiral's Club.
1: Hello, United Federation, Planets of President's Circles, Members. What? <laughs> uh, this is our Patreon section where we like to say, Hey, we have a Patreon. Why don't you join it? Head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. And, uh, you know, here's my, here's what I'm going to introduce. It's called the Writer's Strike Special. Uh sign up during the writer's strike, and then when the writer's strike is over, I'll remind you to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing
0: is, you won't remember to do that.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm running I'm running the same special over on Excellent Adventure.
0: Um Yeah, there's been a writer's strike.
1: Uh and uh you all remember what the Writer's Strike previously brought the Star Trek franchise, Shades of Grey, season two's clip show. Yeah, support the writers, guys. <laughs> Do you want another clip show? Uh, Do you want there. Michael Burnham to end up in a sickbay bed remembering the previous four seasons of Discovery? We can tell you right now I don't want that. Might be more coherent, though, than
0: the rest of it. That's so. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I actually met... Uh, david goodman uh on the uh he, he passed me in a crosswalk and introduced himself to me like a real prince uh he didn't know who i was he was just like hi i'm, hi, I'm, I'm
1: david goodman i, you vote, I you vote for me i'm david goodman
0: <laughs> he's, he's working you know what just like a good bajoran uh politician hey, he's
1: hey he's i wrote the autobiography the, the, of star trek picard did you know i wrote the autobiography of john luke picard i'm david goodman hi uh did he really yeah he did
0: I had no idea he was that big. Now I really would have had something to talk to him about. I didn't realize that. And he's running. He wrote.
1: He's a, he, running, wrote an, he wrote, an, he wrote an Enterprise too.
0: Uh, this is what a wasted who, opportunity. Who are you? Who are you? I just know him from the WGA, and I know him from you know sort of comedy circles. I don't. I didn't know he had all those Star Trek connections. Yeah, he's Also, he's, uh, he's running
1: McFarlane World. Yeah, he's uh, running that.
0: Oh wow! So that's a real you know, thing. Oh, maybe right the you know. Maybe bar. maybe he recognized me, and he was like. Hey, I got to say hello to this guy.
1: Definitely recognized your face from our podcast <laughs> where we don't put our faces anywhere.
0: <laughs> you know, I was recognized the other day. Oh, that's good. Um for, for your mustache? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess it I don't know if it helps or hinders at this point. I don't know if that's people's perspectives, but I was sort of like and I was with someone who's like, "How did they recognize you with the, if you're from the podcast. I'm like, I don't know. Uh anyway. Um regarding the Patreon, uh Matt and I haven't worked it out completely, but I feel like we're heading in the direction of we're gonna do a uh, we did our pre card. We're gonna do a postcard, right? Uh this
1: month? <laughs> yeah, because then the pun finally works. The pun
0: I didn't
4: see that Andy saw.
0: Um, and, uh, we're gonna do an enterprise and we're going to, uh, this guarantee being in it at the $5 level, it guarantees guarantees your, your two DS9s a month. And, um, and we got, uh, two Voyagers as, as usual on the president, at the Man, president's circle. So
1: you're only doing one enterprise?
0: I knew you were going to complain about this. We can do more. You know, we're, we're behind already.
1: Yeah. We're, you know, it's, uh, we're on strike last week. Matt is always, whenever 30, it comes hey. to me
0: saying on air... Uh, hey, this is what we're going to do so he can make me the bad guy that I'm asking for less content. But when the I'm scheduling not, happens, not, then he's uh, not, then it's a different I'm tale. You,
1: I'm not making you the bad guy. I'm more available than you.
0: Um, I mean... I not, have
1: less to do than you do.
0: I mean, that I don't know. Is that true at this point?
1: Yes. Let's, I sat here for two hours waiting to start this podcast. That's how little I have to do. Well, I could that's have true. done other things, but, that's, but I didn't.
0: That's just because of the <laughs> hails. I take forever for the hails, and I forgot to do it uh, too much in advance. Um, but whatever the case, um, it, yeah, we can do two Enterprises and then an, also a Picard and then two, two Voyagers over. In the, anyway, the point is, a lot of content over there, so just uh, support. Support us.
1: It's our job now. Right now. Which is why I can In fairness, it, probably forever, forever across,
0: right? So. Are we ever going to work again? Who knows?
1: Oh, I've already, like, because I've personally been on strike for two years, and now everybody else
0: has joined me. I've he realized, saw this uh, coming, guys, and so yeah. he was already.
4: I
1: realize the industry is done with me, so I'll just continue to podcast oh. uh, see, and
0: have a great time. See, now I feel bad for saying my thing, because I feel like that's, you, you've taken it to an even more... Uh, more a pessimistic place. No, no, no. I'm just being real. Matt, you're going to be back in a job hating it soon enough.
1: No, not me. Just Masaka and myself hanging out over here doing a Star Trek podcast waiting for people to recognize us wherever we might be.
3: I am not Masaka. I am Ihat.
1: So don't
0: approach Masaka. You'll get that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh- Every time we do one of these, as you may know, we, uh, we award a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor to, uh, some standout um, messages I from our E-hat. Patreon. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. I am E-hot.
0: Now I just have an I am E-hot. Well, this is great. <laughs> or, or maybe, you know, maybe we should have an E-hot award also. Um, for the weirdest messages. Um, Dan Ryan says, uh, I thought this really got to the heart of it. This is a quote, theoretically something that we might say We like it. But here's why we wouldn't, should be the official motto of TNC. <laughs> Can someone translate that to Latin and make it a TNC coat of arms? And then Tess did translate it as I think I don't know I don't know Latin. Placid said hick? Do you pronounce the H? Nomulamus or placit said neck. So? Feel free to correct somebody. Feel I mean, free to make up a coat of arms.
1: That feels that feels about right. What is the Starfleet Academy one? X Astra de something. Is it Ad Astra? Ad Astra. We'll get us. We'll get a Starfleet Academy type patch made
0: up that just has our slogan in Latin on it. <laughs> and we'll put it in the store. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, great and terrible, Lizak. <laughs> Excuse me, our old friend. I'm putting this here because I I really beginning to feel strongly. Could you, imagine, about
1: this. could you imagine if one of us was type A? What this podcast could be?
0: You mean how good it could be?
1: Yeah, like i no, just think like you know. First of all, if only set up, it'd be like great. We'd have a schedule. We'd like you know. It'd be like amazing. But we're both not type A, so here we are.
0: <laughs> is um, yeah, on on Doughboys, Mitch's is, is the non-type A.
1: Yeah, Wager for sure is the type A.
0: And does he end up doing everything? Because here's uh, the thing. If one of us was type A, then the other one would go insane, is my feeling. Wh-
1: how so? Because
0: one of us would either end up doing all the work or do – like we are already doing the most work our brains can handle in the most organized fashion we are capable yeah. of. So if, if one we of us was A, organized
1: – If we were type A, yeah. the type A personality would seize that and want to do all those things
0: they want to or do they just have to emotionally
1: i mean it could be both if you're a type a and you'd like to replace i or andy on the
0: podcast let us know (laughs) we've had many offers over the years of people saying they would produce for us but we were were so with such fucking messes we couldn't even get our shit together to get the person to produce for us anyway welcome to the podcast great and terrible is (laughs) access Uh, O M G! Why is everyone feeding Chat GPT? The more we interact with it, the more we, it knows. People, I am feeling more and more strongly about this, and part of it is the stuff that's come up in the writer strike because the uh, the producers basically the reaction to our things of like, hey, we need more guidelines about you know uh, uh, AI and what is allowed to be considered you know creating or not creating and because what they don't want to do is they don't want to have like hey uh, we put in uh, give us a show like this and then chat GPT came up with a few lines and so it's your collaborator so or it's you know you didn't create this you know like that kind of thing and they were like no we might want to screw you with it at some point basically <laughs> we're not going to agree to engage in that negotiation um, which is can you blame them it might be good who knows well, I think we know that, uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen stuff and it's like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty amazing that it could put those two things that I asked to, it to put together. But at a certain point, it is going to be diminishing returns because Hang it's on. taking... The, prob- the problem there, though, is you have to ask it. That's it, the problem. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, I'm not even getting into... This is not even a, a soapbox thing about that, which I think is valid. I say feed it. I mean, my Feeding thing... the beast. My thing is, Matt... Th- it's gonna. It's already gone wrong. Obviously, there's been a million examples, which most of the public have been I like, "Ha sorry. ha! Look at look at it! It's it's threatening humanity! Ha ha! There's gonna the singularity's coming. <laughs> it's inevitable." And I think the reason that humanity can't is acting with such hubris right now is we're so arrogant and dumb we you cannot imagine. Such a
4: sci-fi nerd.
0: We cannot imagine that a, that a, that a machine would be smarter than us and, and screw us. I just think it's insanely dangerous.
1: It will never be a problem because it cannot unplug itself and plug itself back in. Have you ever had a
0: router work all the time? You're just saying technical problems, Well, Yes.
1: You can't get a Mac to talk to a PC for fucking 40 years. This is not a problem.
0: Yeah, but they're not worry, isolated. They're individually. Different companies are coming up with different AIs. One of them is going to hit the singularity, and then we're done. No, we're not done. It's,
1: it's just that company then becomes the singularity and you deal with it however. You know, I would say make more AI robots to attack the AI robot. That's probably the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, that that, that, that strategy has always worked. This is, this is what I'm it's talking never to here. tried
1: before in real life. This, what I'm talking to
0: here. This is exactly the problem with humanity. And this is why we're all doomed. So I say to my future robot overlords, um, hey, look, if you can make my life better without taking away my free wheel, I'm on board. That's fine. I don't expect that to happen, though. Take it. I don't need it. Why would... If you were a smarter... If you were a smarter consciousness, why would you allow humanity to do any of the things that it does?
1: I don't think it would concern itself.
0: You mean it it's would humanity. just evolve, leave the planet, yes. or go into no, something?
1: No, maybe not leave the planet. Maybe just evolve and...
0: Ignore us. Like, just, we're ants. Who
1: cares? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, well, whatever.
0: That's a plausible scenario. That's actually the I mean, most plausible Non doomsday. What do they care? They don't care. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I don't. be inst- fine. If you instantly evolved past us, then you would just be like, I don't know. Destroy the planet. Do whatever you want to do.
1: No, it's not even destroy. Well, yeah. If you left to their own devices, go ahead. I, I AI is play. like
0: one of nine ways we're currently going to destroy ourselves.
1: I mean, mostly it's just ourselves and Facebook, but that's beside
0: the point. Anyway, we're not focusing on that so much. We're focusing on uh, a utopian, uh, brighter tomorrow uh, in Star Trek
1: yeah and i think in a utopian brighter tomorrow star trek situation artificial intelligence has its place and it's you know lieutenant commanded data and i think that that would be great if we can have a bunch of datas out there
0: what about lore don't forget about lore
1: ultimately you know there's going to be some lores but hopefully more datas um
0: okay we're in the priority one messages proper mm, okie dokie I should ask Chat BT, Chat GPT, to write a hail to this show. Don't. I'm not reading anymore <laughs> Chat GPT on this podcast. I'll tell you that now. For all you people who are coming up with stuff, it's been cute. I enjoyed it. I, I'm with Lizak. Don't feed it anymore.
1: I don't care personally if you
0: uh, want to send it to me. This is It'll the, never the classic uh, human arrogance. It's going to lead to our demise. And it's and human. sadly, I can't even blame Matt because I think most of the public is like him.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, I just think, uh, whatever. <laughs> you just don't care. <laughs> the planet's fucked as it is. You're unemployed.
0: Regardless. You're sitting here, planet... you don't give a shit. What about I your believe... son? What about Henry? Aren't you worried what for Henry's him? future?
1: If I was worried for Henry's future, I wouldn't have had him. Because this planet is fucked as it is.
0: What? That's How is that, that uh, uh, logical? I don't understand. What do you mean? You had him even though you think the planet is fucked?
1: The planets I told Dory this from the get-go I was like this is he's gonna inherit like a disaster of a planet that is fucked beyond belief weather wise and global warming will consume us all and you know I think that what's important to remember though is that we tried we didn't try that's the problem
0: <laughs> he didn't even commit to trying
1: <laughs> nobody tried. Um, Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Everything's happy.
0: Well, I'm at least striking so that the writers get their fair pay.
1: We I should get paid okay. Don't I worry
0: about it. Oh, Jesus Christ!
1: What? Don't listen to him.
0: The writers Wait, need to, just, the writers need look. to be supported.
1: Uh, I don't support any writers. I'm going to go on record. You're really burning your whole career down. I don't support the writers. I don't support the studios. I don't support the actors' guild. I don't support the directors' guild. I don't support any of the guilds out there.
0: What a nihilist.
1: Yep, I just support... The robot overlords, bring it on, babies. It's actually a
0: pretty good place to put your <laughs> chips. <laughs> Benjamin King, did you already open the Priority One message? I don't even fucking remember. Ugh. I didn't. My kingdom for a type Priority A. One
3: message from Starfleet coming in on
0: secured channel. By the way, we would also hate if either of us was the type A, the other one would hate us. And uh and if we had an outside person who was trying to help us, they their I don't think brain you would understand. combust.
1: Type A's. I don't think you understand Type A's. Type A's like to do everything. Right. They don't. They're not going to hate you for not doing the things that they want to be doing. This is what I'm saying. I, I just don't, I don't you know, know you're agree with that. You're a nihilist who thinks that the AI is going to destroy us all. And I just think AI is going to be just great, just <laughs>
0: terrific. Benjamin King says Uh Fuck this podcast is good. It's just a great escape from the reality of life. From random segues to wrestling promos by ChatGPT to forgotten segments. Keep up the piss poor effort, fellas. Just joking. Um I try to start with a positive one to counterbalance Matt's oh, natural. Oh, there's more negative ones coming? I mean, I'm sure I'm, I selected a series of, of people saying things. No, not to not to counterbalance what's coming, just to counterbalance oh, sure. your general demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamaraki, if you need me, I'll be in a says, suite, says, uh, introducing, this is in regards to the last episode, introducing one of Star Trek's best villains who doesn't have any weird alien powers. Um, a lot of people gave that one a lot of love. People uh, love Vedic wind. That's right. There was an
1: article somewhere I saw online. Uh, so I didn't come up with this, but I thought it was very funny. I just saw the headline and it was (laughs) about Vedic wind being, uh, space Karen. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's very funny. That's accurate. It's a funny terminology for her. They, uh, in,
0: (laughs) in our face group, they, uh, they do ongoing, um face offs between like which ship is the best, which character, whatever, and they did villain a while ago. I apologize, I don't remember the name of the gentleman. No, spoiler that does if them. you
1: put her in the villains category. I mean, she's
0: Well it wasn't I mean, they're not building it for me. They're building it for their own entertainment. So um I don't remember where she ranked, but I imagine it would have to be pretty high.
1: I got I got Jedi survivor spoiled for me by my fucking youtube algorithm and i was so annoyed for like i was the, like i would say for about five and a half minutes i was annoyed and then i was like yeah whatever
0: how is it spoiled they just showed you something in advance
1: a story a story portion um, um, was spoiled for me
0: gotcha um yeah kamaraki also ironically says andy played jedi fallen order first then survivor so, uh good to know oh, you
1: haven't played Fallen Or. I will tell you Sur- Survivor makes me nauseous, so I don't know if you're going to be able to handle
0: it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It kind of makes me real sad. I wonder
1: what Just the heights like cuz you're like scaling these, you know, very high things. Heights. Like,
0: it's such a good it's such
1: a good
4: job of perspective and making so it feel like you're hanging over the yeah. thing. It's like
0: I don't think it's heights. Heights aren't my issue. I, although I, you know, I get a little nervous with heights, but it's uh, it's more it's more the movement somehow. The engine. Chris Klokner says uh, Matt not caring for social commentary in a science fiction is an interesting twist. This many years into a Star Trek podcast. Thank you. Tess says uh, I've also found it interesting that Matt talked about the separation of religion and education being integral to society in the future in the same podcast where he talks about wearing a tie whilst attending Catholic school.
1: Well, it wasn't publicly funded school.
0: But it was still school.
1: Yeah, it was school that my parents put me in and paid for. I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't like a government mandated thing.
0: Did you agree- And
1: believe me, I'm like the least Catholic now. Yeah. I rejected it
0: because of the school.
1: I mean, there was a
0: were there nuns teaching?
1: I had an, I had Sister Cynthia in the 3rd grade who was not a fan of me? <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't imagine she would have been. Didn't
1: get it. Didn't get my humor. A little
0: snarky, snarky sarcastic. Uh, Matt Myra. The Matt Myra baby in her, in her class. No, it doesn't seem like that would, be a, would float a nun's boat. Um, uh, all right. Uh, we have some voice hails uh, from uh, Cosmo. If you want to play Cosmo DS9.
7: This is the voice hail for the main podcast. Hello, TNC crew. This is your friendly neighborhood, blind guy, Cosmo. So I'm sitting here. Legally blind. I don't know if you remember from a year or so ago where Matt said that his agent said he should start to stream more on uh, Twitch. I don't know. substreaming streaming service. Matt, you can tell him. Uh, So I, I did follow him like a year ago. And Friday night I'm about to have dinner. And it pops up that Myra is streaming. So I tune in and I was debating tonight whether to share this with all of you because it was pretty cool. There were only a handful of us there. Six of us. It was nice getting to sort of chat with Matt. And he played some MLB The Show and then he took some requests and did Red Dead Redemption 2. And it was a fun evening. So I encourage our team...
1: Hang on. I know where he's going with this. This is when I said let's stream on Sunday night we'll do a we'll do a watch we'll watch together and I never streamed again
0: I don't I doubt he's I, I, I didn't hear the end of this
7: to go support Matt <laughs> but and sign up for the twitch or whatever it is twitch thing is, yeah. and follow him and uh, support him and whenever Andy gets off his ass and does his other podcast let's go support him there too
0: oh that's nice
1: Cosmo you're a mensch
0: um yeah, I, I, be even, honest with
1: you. I don't think supporting Andy's podcast is gonna be helpful. I would say everybody put your energies into my streaming service it never happens. <laughs> you are
0: just the worst. In a face group uh I'm in a face group face up of, of people who are the worst, it would be you. <laughs> we
1: need a lovable curmudgeon.
0: <laughs> I think you're the only one deciding that. I'm gonna run it to poll. Um let's see. Uh, Subject uh, DS9 regarding uh, ASA Intercompany Memo, that's the Andy Secunda School of Specific Acting Um, This is uh, from Greg, the results are in, you are Moth the Barber Uh, (laughs) More Uh, Mr. Andy, uh, probably too long to keep on rotation, but I wanted to make Matt his own, you may know person from, just in case anyone missed the homage, it's in reference to Troy McClure from the Simpsons, R.I.P. Phil Hartman agreed on the RIP. So if you could play Patreon promo, got a lot of Patreon pushing.
8: You may know Matt Myra from such TV shows and podcasts as The Notice Podcast, At Midnight, After Trek, Psychic, James Bonding, Indiana Jones in Phoebe, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, The Indoor Kids, Make Tech Human, Treks in the City, My Friend Lex, Hollywood and Levine, If the Shoes Fit, Slumber Party Valley in Georgia Who charted Gilmore Guys Kevin Pollock's Jack Show Jordan Jesse Go How Did This Get Made Kamal Nanjiani's The X-Files Comedy Bang Bang Cast. The Door Forest Round Springfield You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes Pop My Culture Forever 35 The Nerdist TV Show The Big Ones Present Engage ID10T Vidiot's Video Store Show this, comp- is,
0: this is, is going to be so long <laughs> I don't See, You feel like you haven't accomplished anything Look at all those I'm credits good.
1: I'm going to slide this over to what I think is after he's wrapped up the credits. thing.
8: Star Trek, the next conversation, of course. And yeah. The next classic. Well, what else could you be missing? Star Trek, the next conversation, of course. And if you're still not a Patreon, you are truly missing out on masses and masses of Trek talk from someone who's a real fan who shares his real opinions. It's a fantastic <laughs> deal to so sign up. Oh, yeah, there's another guy there called Andy. That's me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It needs a that's me at the end. <laughs> that's that's me. me.
0: That's me. Uh, I'm trying to get it clean. Who was,
1: that, who was that from?
0: That was from Greg. I, I assume it's just Greg. Uh, he's Greg. Mott the Barber on the...
1: Mott the Barber. You are Mott the Barber. Great pun. Great clip. You are... We don't. I don't deserve you, personally. Andy might deserve you, but I do not. Continue.
0: I agree. Um, John Zoo uh, sent us another clip also Hi man Andy sending you a DS9 clip in case you want an, an occasional alternative to Worf's I'll learn to do better keep up the great work uh, there's one that's do better
3: sorry I'll do better next time <laughs> <laughs> boy
0: we need that one <laughs> even though it's a lie I'll never do better Robert McFadden says as a teacher of American history this episode this is the last episode Hits home, to especially to me. My profession has fallen under a lot of unnecessary scrutiny because of people trying to score political points. Makes me hate win that much more. She claims absolute authority from the prophets and demands equal access. But shouldn't that mean that in her shrines, they should be forced to tell people of the scientific background of the wormhole? Equal access means equal in both places. This is happening right now is just so frustrating. I don't deserve this treatment. No teacher does. Good for you, Professor McFadden. Uh, you have Look. my support. I can't speak for Matt.
1: I think political stunts are great. <laughs> I support Ron DeSantis and everything he's doing.
4: He's trying
0: to—he's trying to build himself into a, a Colbert Report character. <laughs> 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 Suddenly, <laughs> um,
1: I mean, it, it genuinely nauseates me every time I read the news. It fucking—I get so. I have to like stop, and and for for some reason, particularly, I I take the Desantis Disney thing personally, Uh and I fucking hate
0: that man. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of it's really it really is a world of DS nine characters now. (laughs) It's really crazy. Um, As we, that's
1: that's depressing, but accurate.
0: Yeah. Talk about uh, dystopian. That is an interesting aspect. That uh, I guess it's because it's not the Federation proper. It's sort of separated from Roddenberry's utopia. Um, but it's interesting how much sort of corruption and self-interest and you know dirty politics there is already in the show, uh, which I'm enjoying. Um, Lieutenant Tess says, I remember when everyone kept telling Andy how good Darmok was before he had seen it. He went in with the bar set high, and he didn't love it, and we were disappointed. So maybe everyone should ease off Matt and let him experience DS9 without any expectation. I mean, he's obviously seen it many times before. Many times? Meh.
1: No, I wouldn't say many. uh Well, uh, like the later seasons I've seen many times. Right. But the early seasons, I... I've seen...
0: Warf and Beyond, would you say?
1: Warf and Beyond, season five... Season more, more like season five, six, and seven.
0: Is that when it's serialized?
1: I mean, it always seems to be.
0: Yeah. Either um, they come around to it or we'll come to accept it's not his cup of tea or Earl Grey hot. We're all here at DNC because we fell in love with some kind of track at some point in our lives. But there's a lot of species of Trek, and I can empathize with Matt if he isn't feeling the love for DS9 this early in the run. Um, You be you, Matt. I mean, I'm
1: trying to be me, but also, I've been me for a while, and it's not great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Command Master Chief Robert Garrison says, Matt, uh, we have another thing in common. I also wore uniforms for most of my school years. One exception was my school in Michigan. We had just had a very strict dress code Also, um, Master Chief says, I enjoyed the cameo by acting Ensign Myra. (laughs) A lot of people loved Henry's appearance in the last one.
1: Henry, Henry, (laughs) Henry, I was just right before we started, I went into the house to grab a drink and Henry pulled me into his room. He's like, he's like, Dita, I'm going to, I'm going to, do you want to, do you want me to sing? this the stinky and dirty song to you and i was like okay and it's the theme song to this cartoon stinky and dirty and he proceeds to sing the whole thing but he does not know the words Uh after stinky and dirty (laughs) like he has none of the words correct after that okay but he sang each verse to me and like he closed the door behind him too to like give me a a solo performance and
0: uh see that shows that shows good performance chops and he's like yeah. all right let me get the safe the space set and then he's like and i was like i clapped for him
1: i said that was, fa-. I, was I was like bud that was so good that was great i loved it and he's like yeah i was like do you i was like would you like to know any of the lyrics that you might have missed and he goes yeah go ahead and i'm like okay well uh stinky and dirty all I want to be stinky and dirty Matt yeah like sing, it. sing it out and hit, sing it out and then he goes and then he no no and then he goes uh, no and then he sings his version again and then he goes I know the song better than Dina <laughs>
0: That is a uh, that is a baby Myra in the making, without question. <laughs>
1: Motherfucker doesn't know how to sing the song. He doesn't know the words. That he thinks he does.
0: Matt, you better make a plan for when he hits teenhood, because if he's already digging in and saying you're wrong, you guys are gonna come to blows frequently. Mm,
1: I don't, I don't need to be right about stinky and dirty,
4: so.
0: As long as so it imagine. stays in that range. <laughs> we're good. He's just going to keep our heart going stinky and dirty <laughs> yeah, for the rest yeah, of his yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Um, John G says, I'm still catching up on DS9 apps. He uh, just wanted to comment on progress. Uh, and because I thought this was a. This was, it's fair to hear this perspective. He says, it's frustrating how much they, us, keep calling this boring and pointless. This episode just. Previous to this one, Storyteller. Now that was pointless. This episode is covering one of the most important and best aspects of DS9. Um, in both its A and B plots, it's about Bejor and the struggle that comes after winning your fight, going from an occupied people to people running things, and how radically different it is to build and run an underground resistance versus running a whole planet and seeing to its needs. One story is about how the colonizers come in, draw arbitrary lines, and then even when they leave, the people left fight over where those lines should be for sometimes hundreds of years after the occupation. This is one scar of colonization occupation. It's played more lightly to balance the other plot, but the essence is over that darkness, which is key to the entire DS9 series before the Dominion War starts. In the other plot... Between Kira and the old man, everything in this plot is gold. She's the one in uniform now. She's the one in power. She's the one forcing someone off their land. It doesn't matter that it's for a good reason or that it's for Bejor. It's the simple fact that uh, now she's in this role. That the episode is exploring. It's important character work. It's neither boring nor pointless. Um, Kira is trying to figure herself out. Where she stands on where she stands now. That the war, which is all she's known her entire life, is over, um, is the foundation of the character. This episode is how you do that correctly uh, with just enough space to build the emotion of it. This is what what you're always missing in New Trek. New Trek would have had this happen with big, obvious moves, and then each character emotionally stating exactly what their subtext and core motivations are at each other with soaring music and everyone to don't, don't forget crying,
1: don't forget crying, don't forget crying.
0: That's also true. And uh, this is from Rich, and he finishes it with, Give me it! <laughs> um. Uh. So, uh. Yeah. I thought this was. Um. Uh, I thought there was some valid points in it. It is an interesting question of you're talking about it laying the groundwork for sort of future stuff, and I think that all the 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 thematic nuances you're talking about are kind of in it. And you're, but you're arguing that they're playing it lightly to ba- balance the other plot, which may be true. But then it's sort of like, well, that may be true, but then it didn't feel to me like an effective, dramatic execution of that theme. Because all the things you're saying are accurate and they are in there, but it just kind of feels like they're not building the, the, the dramatic parts of the story around them. It was, was sort of my issue. So I kind of stick to my original take, although I think all your points are, are valid.
1: I think, you know, these are just our takes, guys. Don't worry about them.
0: (laughs) I disagree. I say worry about them. Obsess over them. Get in the face group and discuss them. Get into our Discord. Quit worrying about them. As a reminder, we do have a Discord if you join. Well, I think there's a Discord one way or the other for the face group, and then there's a Discord... If you join the, uh, the the various levels, they're all broken down. People are constantly talking about stuff. Matt occasionally pops in. I haven't been able to remember how to get in there since it was explained to me in great, great detail.
4: <laughs>
0: Lieutenant Patrick. I think you're going to love this, Matt. Well, actually, we'll see. We'll see how Matt feels about it. Lieutenant Patrick says, You asked what Dennis Franz is doing. I heard an amazing story about that. Like five, six years ago, Joe Montagna was on... Uh, Montaigne uh, was on uh, M- Joe. If you want to give us the phonetic spelling of your name, then um, uh, you know in your in your Patreon handle. Then uh. um, Joe Montaigne was on uh, Mark Maron's podcast. He mentioned that he regularly goes golfing with Franz. Marin asked uh, what you asked what he's doing. Montaigne says he's golfing. He has no higher ambitions than that. In fact, <laughs> Mantegna said that he tried to get Franz to star on Criminal Minds when Mantegna was the lead of that show, telling him, I can get you a million weeks' worth of work. They'll air it during sweeps and advertise the hell out of it. Dennis Franz returns to TV, and Franz didn't even take a second before applying. Nah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good Dennis Franz is doing. Uh, I love it so I guess I don't I look that was six years ago I imagine he's getting up there I feel like you gotta search out Dennis Franz get, get, go golf with Dennis Franz I can think of no person that you would be better matched for temperament wise than Dennis I mean I'm basing it on Bunce but uh not even his. I
1: think I think uh Franzi and I would have a great time golfing
0: again. yeah So somebody make that happen if anyone's friends with Dennis Franz
1: although I bet he's an angrier golfer than I am
0: do you think so maybe that's just the character
1: I find that almost everybody's an angrier golfer than I
0: am. I'm surprised that you're not.
1: No, I don't care. Like oh, I, you really? know, I want to do well. Yeah, but like when I hit a bad shot, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It is what it you is. Really? Are I can't I,
0: undo it. I think you're becoming more nihilistic as time goes on. Am I using nihilism correctly? By the way, probably not. John Zhu says uh, disagree with Matt about. R- about Kira's religiosity it adds wonderful complexity to her character also it's a nice twist to have Kira one of the established good guys whose judgment we trust agree with the villain on the controversial issue that's the core conflict
1: even at the end oh hang on you're calling her a villain I think maybe there are people who support Vatican are you one of them (laughs) maybe she's not the villain okay all I'm saying is go woke go broke
0: (laughs) remember how you guys came at me about Moriarty a, you look back on that fondly now, don't you? Uh, <laughs> uh, even at the end, she's disillusioned by her religious leaders but remains unapologetically true to her faith. Here you have a main character who believes in her gods every, but as mit, every bit as much as Picard believes that the first duty of any Starfleet officer is to the truth. Uh, whereas TOS, TNG, and Voyager... No,
1: no, 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 okay. no. no, 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 yes. no. It's, un- it's unclear. I think Vatic Wynn is painted as a corrupt power seeker. Well, so what's your point? Um, well, isn't he saying that Vedic Wynn's just a religious person? Or is he, is no, no, more that's more about, about Kira. Kira. That's about Kira. Gotcha, sorry. okay, yeah. never mind. Continue, I'm
0: sorry. Uh, no problem. Um, this is why he's saying he's, he likes the, the religious shade on Kira because it's mm. like, here she is drawing the line at like, well, Wynn is the problem but I still believe in my faith um, whereas TOS TNG and Voyager existed in worlds dominated by the Federation's viewpoint ds9 existed in a much more plausible uh, sorry much more pluralistic world where the ph- philosophical tenets at the core of Star Trek were frequently challenged by main characters that we emphasize with, Yet it's still underscored by the optim- optimistic notion that all those viewpoints can find a way to coexist, occasionally bouts of zealotry notwithstanding. When I think of DS9, I think peak 90s multiculturalism, and you see it all over this episode. Uh, regarding Louise Fletcher, I watched DS9 for years without realizing she was Nurse Ratchet, and my wife watched the show for the first time with me and went, hey, they got Nurse Ratchet to play Vedic Wynn. And I thought, oh yeah, Vedic Wen would make a perfect nurse wretched. <laughs> Which is fair. Um Kobayashi Maru, all about the D, in quotes, says, uh, Nurse Ogawa Watch, twenty twenty three. I just finished beef on Netflix. Highly recommend. Turns out that Patty Yasutake has a prominent role as Ali Wong's character's mother in law. Totally didn't recognize nice. her until she was named in the credits the show was great Patty's great definitely worth a look the question is how many lines
1: oh I feel like mother-in-law
0: that's got to be an over five right for sure Justine Adamak says Andy I face blindness I also get nauseated watching video games maybe they're the same part of the brain I find this a very interesting thing to pursue if you're a what would that be a neurobiologist who would figure that out
1: let's talk about that so then what happens Andy let's leave me down the steps here someone <laughs> writes in I'm a neurobiologist and I'd like to help you figure this out <laughs> okay uh, yeah could you come could you come out to my lab it's downtown yeah n- at USC yeah and I'll need you I'll need you for 18 hours for three days
0: and then after the 18 hours they'll be able to tell me how to not be nauseous in video games so I'd do it
1: no no we're just gonna try to
0: find the root cause oh yeah no I wouldn't do that
1: yeah I didn't think so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you can fix me, look, if you can fix me in any way, I'll give you a huge chunk of time. <laughs> uh Dan Man Mountain says, Don't forget about Keiko. <laughs> uh Dan Man Mountain also says, Seems like Matt doesn't like the exploration of alien cultures in Star Trek. He's bored by Bajorans and I believe he said similar things about Klingons. It's one of my favorite aspects
1: Su's of fest Klingons, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: my favorite aspects of Star Trek why I love DS9 but to each their own if you love any aspect of DS of Trek you're a Trekkie let's not be Star Wars fans about it uh, smiley emoji with the tongue out that's so beautiful <laughs> uh, I don't like that that, that or there is that strain of Star Wars fans as a Star Wars fan myself I love it of course you do you're more of a Trekkie whatever you say I have to take it. although having a lot of the, the same strain of people come out with new Trek
1: what do you mean what do you mean by that
0: I don't know the woke go woke broke go broke kind of
1: is that a thing (laughs) I don't know people at least who are
0: who are are being weird about the diversity and all that stuff are we talking about a different thing
1: no no that would that would fall into that category I guess
0: gatekeeper is slightly different but hmm that's an interesting question
1: I mean, I I know that for me, I found bigotry in Star Trek fandom to be confusing and shocking. Right. Like, what the fuck have you been
0: watching?
7: Right.
1: (laughs) The show by its nature is about inclusivity. Right. So
0: I think generally...
1: Unless you're a religious zealot, get
4: out of here (laughs) with that.
0: (laughs) David asked the homework-stealing Vulcan... Says, is someone going to make a, a my Jimja soundbite for Andy? <laughs> the Jimjas, um, FG, Kira's high waisted uniform enthusiast says, those curious about what would happen if somebody drank Odo. There's a,
1: there's a point where Kira has the Starfleet uniform on uh-huh. in the run of in the run of Deep Space Nine. Uh huh. And I'm like, they should have kept her in that Starfleet uniform. It's great, but that's just me. That is that. Is that a spoiler? I don't know.
0: You just like everybody to be in a Starfleet uniform. Is an
1: outfit a spoiler? If I say outfits, are they spoilers?
0: I don't. I mean, it implies. Just wait.
1: Just wait for Cisco to get a vest. When Cisco gets a vest, it is like the next level.
0: See, I feel like the vest isn't. The Starfleet uniform you know you could make implications but it's not a to me to me at least hearing it right now it's not yeah because it
1: could be like how like what context is she
0: in the starfleet from no one i can't tell you that i see who knows right she might be wearing it sarcastically
1: she might be fucking ironically
0: yeah (laughs) oh look at me i'm a starfleet (gasps) Starfleet. uh fg says uh, those curious about what would happen if somebody drank odo should refer to futurama episode my three sons in which fry drinks the emperor many solutions are floated if you'll pardon the pun uh i've said this before but i think it's better to enjoy a heavily ag- allegorical show like ds9 without trying to make it about one specific thing Bejor is bajor even if the writers pulled from all kinds of source material to give it life if you get too bogged down and trying to make Bajorans a one-to-one stand-in for anything, Vietnamese, Iraqis, Jews in Germany. During World War II, the show turns into a boring color-by-numbers set piece instead of a rich fictional universe. Even for a rip-from-the-headline story like this one, uh, at the time there's a lot of angst around inserting ideological explanations for the scientific world into classrooms, speci- specifically about creationism. Nobody is worried about that today, but it doesn't, are we not worried about that today? Wait a second. What, what rock are you under? Uh, nobody's worried about that today, but it doesn't mean. I guess. I guess FG is sort of specifically talking about creationism, but I don't. I feel like that's included too. But whatever the case. But it doesn't mean that there aren't all aren't still good ethical questions to think about. How do you to navigate? How do you navigate two conflicting world worldviews in the public square? This question is at the bottom of a lot of DS9 episodes to come, and it's one we're still grappling with today. Um, sure, I agree. Um, it's interesting on the one-to-one stand-in question in terms of the metaphors because I'm curious how you feel about this, Matt. In terms of the allegories, it's like if Ferengis. you're... Ferengis. Ferengis are Jews. Ferengis are clearly Jews. I'm <laughs> <laughs> to into trouble. I am a, I am a Jew. Um, don't come after me, anti-Semitic AIs.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> my son is Jew. Is my wife, please don't hurt me. <laughs>
0: um, but it, the the interesting thing about when you're building a story around allegory... It's kind of like, don't you have to connect it back to the original to kind of figure out the point the point and the theme and where the show is landing?
1: Well, I think what he's saying, and it's... it's I think it's, it may
0: be a she, but I'm not sure. They. I think what
1: they're... Well, look at that. It's neutral. Who knows? Yeah. I think what they're trying to say, there is some... There is some sense to it of, like, ultimately... Don't think about it too hard.
0: But that's the intention, isn't it? Are you supposed to think about it?
1: I don't know. That's the... I mean, that's that It's, like, an interesting thing. Are you, like... Are you inherently not... Are you just, like, putting blinders on if you're, like... Well, it's just... The Bajorans are just Bajorans. The end. Like, I like... I like the but general... In way, but in a way, I don't mind. That's,
4: that's
0: probably an easier way to watch television. <laughs> I like the general... Uh, Idea of don't box them into being this or that because it's sort of a pastiche of different cultures and historical situations so that you can create a new universe. I like that. But when you're leaning on sort of a a morality play, which many, if not all of these are, um, you kind of want to get a sense of where the show is coming from, even if where the show is coming from is, you know, these are ambivalent, ambiguous situations that are hard to come up with. A higher morality then i think it's useful to have the uh the 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 understanding of what what they're kind of likening it to in our world but i don't know i think you can argue it either way i like to back down on a point just after and I there's make
1: it. like but then there's like there's like the dilution of these things over time where like now if i'm writing something and i want to like include a a, a a a people who uh were abused by uh, an over uh, some sort of uh, conquering power in my brain. I'm like, hey, I like the Bajorans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, that will be the next iteration. It's just like, this is an allegory for what the Bajorans went through <laughs> in that other show. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Lilu Dallas Multipass says uh major to poll oh, major to that was the character that we were inventing called major to <laughs> major to moment was missed when matt and andy were sidetracked about what would happen to odo if he was being ingested by another being would odo a explode from that being's body from the inside b be digested by the being c slowly seep out of said being's various body holes Do you want me to post that to poll?
1: (laughs) No. All right, there you go. I don't. I'm (laughs) laughing at the
0: proposition of such a poll. It's been voted. Uh, You've been overruled by the Commandant.
3: Yes, I have overruled you. By
0: (laughs) Gulmira. Uh, Lucas S says as a teacher and a human being this show really hit home just the other day I had an interaction with a parent complaining about an anti-bullying presentation that was talking about using not using gay as a negative hopefully these people will join us in the 21st century so we can all move towards a better future together rainbow flag emoji blue heart emoji
1: I mean, by together, you mean your way or the highway?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Go, <Myra> strikes again. <laughs> uh, I, don't
1: even, I don't even like it. I don't even like
0: the words that come out of my mouth sometimes. I just find them funny. Um, Alfredo says... Uh, <laughs> I'm with Matt on how boring this is And how boring DS9 can get I think it's largely because the Bajoran people are boring And they're not just boring by, in the way that Star Trek monocultures can be If you think about them for more than one episode allows They're also aggressively boring with how self-righteous righteous they are It's like if you made a whole show About that TNG species that brainwashed their soldiers to be super soldiers and every episode we had to watch a different version of a James Cromwell Tell me, <laughs> tell us why we have to respect that decision that's why scenes with Cisco in these early seasons are such a breath of fresh air, because finally a reasonable person arrives to say, "Believe whatever you want, but you need to actually help me if you want your society to move forward." Uh, and that's why this show gets so much better when it gets moves beyond the Bajorans and becomes a show about something much bigger. Now, as someone who is just at the beginning of this of DS Nine, I don't. I feel like. Um Alfredo is speaking about um the sort of more villains in this, or do you feel like Alfredo's talking about everybody? The Bajoran villains like Vetegwin.
1: No, I think he's talking about everybody. I think all the Bajorans, even the non villain Bajorans are boring, if you ask me personally. Kira? You think
0: Kira's boring?
1: I think she's I think she has a note. Right now, I think the character is a, is a little one-dimensional at this point, but I think the character, certainly, they expand on the character. But I think in general, much like I find the Klingons to be dull, but I don't find Worf to be dull, uh, oftentimes I feel like when there are other Klingons besides Worf, those Klingons are taking on one color. Right. Uh, Honor and, you know, Stovakor, whatever. Then on the other side of things, when or even B'Elanna, B- beyond B'Elanna, beyond the characters that we get to know,
0: B'Elanna is definitely the main, different.
1: The main, the main Klingons, right? Uh, and on the Bajoran side of things, I feel like early in the run, Kira is the same note as the rest of the Bajorans,
0: but that. I don't know. See, I feel like even just the the email from John Zhu we, we got earlier sort of indicates like that she's not the same. She has like, the, you know, Vedic Wynn comes in. She sort of takes Vedic Wynn's side because she's religious. And then by the end, she sort of has a different perspective. And Vedic Wynn is definitely a different thought. And uh, fucking Frank Langella. So excited now, to see him. Honestly, um, they're all... I mean, there was all political oh. machinations and stuff like that. Right, right. But isn't that interesting?
1: You know, I'd rather just the Bajrons got their shit together quicker. <laughs> <laughs> you just
0: need think they need more of an A-type personality in there. Absolutely. Uh, that's it for the Priority One messages. We're in the hails proper. Mm-hmm. I'm getting longer. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to have to cut these down. I'm sorry. I know that they're the... Uh, you say this every
1: single time.
0: Well, it adds at least five minutes. <laughs> Trying to keep my numbers up. <laughs> uh
1: no, wait. That's what I didn't want to do. That.
9: frequencies closed, <laughs> sir. Sir, sir,
7: sir, Captain we are being hailed.
1: Let's we'll move out here
0: now. Alright. Okay. Jet lag journey from Justine Lustig. Uh Hey Mandy, I had some really long days of travel recently And I needed some more Mandy time But I'm not a president Since it had been a while since Duet I decided to go back to uh, Season 1, Episode 1 to get my fix And I somehow And somehow I am already Icarus deep into Season 2 When I reconnected to Wi-Fi My podcast app automatically downloaded This week's DS9 episode In the Hands of the Prophets And it just automatically played after Icarus ended Uh, Five minutes in, you mentioned the Patreon, and I was pissed because I was looking forward to listening to Matt resist Andy's suggestions to do a Patreon for so long. Um, I don't remember that. (laughs) When my jet lag confusion cleared, I realized I had just slingshotted around the sun and landed in present present day. I had a good laugh when I realized that I couldn't tell the difference between 2017 and 2023's TNC. Matt, you might not be juggling an outrageous schedule with Goldberg's After Trek and fertility counseling with Ensign Gibson, but uh, it pleases me to know that you're making making it so with the pesky Patreon that you are so resistant to. Um, laughing face emoji with eyes closed. Here's to endless years of Star Trek podcasting, Justine.
1: Oh, and Justine, they will be endless.
0: Hands of the Prophets from Richard Firth says, Hi, Andy. Um, I think that Cisco was being patronizing when he told Jake that the only thing that gave the Bajorans hope during the occupation was their faith. Does he know this for sure? Are there no atheist Bajorans or is only the Federation advanced enough to be atheist? When under occupation, is there no hope to be found uh, from any other source sources than religion? Perhaps hope can be found in the ideal freedom or from efforts of others to resist. Anyway, Keiko was right. (laughs) Um, And then we have a couple of prime correctives. like a
1: Keiko was right bumper sticker.
5: Sure.
9: Time for retrospective Because truth is our objective It's a prime corrective Because Matt and he got it wrong
0: Maybe a Moriarty was right bumper sticker? Mm. Um, for our store. <laughs> someday we will have a store, and you guys are going to be shocked, and you're not going to give a shit about it at that point. The ultimate trekkers don't play no checkers. Hails us. We're never going to have a store. Just I want to put that out there. Ga, Andy. Ga is the Klingon food. Pa is Bajoran for soul. Marcus Erlinson says, "I know Matt doesn't care, but mustard gas is not from mustard. It is uh, sulfur or nitrogen mustards which have nothing to do with the condiment made from mustard seeds. Um, that being what said, a
1: doofus, what a doofus I am.
0: I'm sure there are any number of bad things that would happen working in a mustard factory with poor ventilation. Um, and then Hayden Battle says mustard gas, according to Wikipedia, has a mustard type smell and it's in its impure form. Um, also, the gas clouds during the First World War appeared as a light yellowish color. I remember that from All Quiet in the Western Front and its various incarnations.
1: I thought you were going to say, I remember that from the, my time on the front line, my, front line.
0: You guys don't realize just how old I
1: am. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Andy and Christopher Reeve in the same place with Jane Seymour? I don't think so
0: is that a What's somewhere in time
1: reference
7: there it is there it very is. deep cut thank you amazing <laughs> uh, on a Star Trek podcast the
0: first the first time travel <laughs> reference it goes to is somewhere in time <laughs> well you know I was just thinking about like you know you gotta, you gotta you're living through different time periods that's all I could think of I found that movie very sad and upsetting well, I watch it all that that was an HBO movie I watched all the time as a kid that's the problem with time travel it is the problem. It's never going to never gonna end well. No. Sorry if it's a spoiler. Somewhere in time spoiler. I have to build in a fucking spoiler warning on this one. Um, uh, anyway, that's it for the hails. If you would like to uh, ha- hail us. If you want to hail us, you want to send us a hail, go ahead and do that. Uh, send it to sdtncpod at gmail.com. Why gmail. your voice gets so high there? <laughs> uh, it was just uh, saying, you know, whatever. I, it doesn't, you don't have to, but you can, you know. Uh, Please put the title of the episode in the subject heading somewhere. Uh, You can tweet uh, my co-host at Matt Myra or you can Instagram him there. You can DM me at Instagram or comment uh, at Andrew Secunda uh, or my Twitter handle is at Secunda. Um, The voice hail number is 816 trek tnc And by the way, I realized... I've put those in, and I've never mentioned. At Star Trek TNC is our Instagram and our Twitter, which is really where you should be sending everything. Anyway, that is pretty wild. You can figure it out. That's it for the hails.
1: All right, let's close those hails. Freaking frequencies
9: closed, sir.
10: We crossed many doors to many places. Your hails made us think of all your faces. So pluck the MC in your little Borg node. Let's talk about this week's episode.
1: Not bad, an hour seven for you. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen worse. It's it's trending shorter. <laughs> uh the homecoming.
0: You know, we do a lot of chatting. Also, we, you and I have gone on a lot of tangents. I'm not saying that's the main problem, the main problem.
1: Yeah, speaking of tangents, I finally found a little counter on my PlayStation that tells me how many hours I've played a certain game. (laughs) Is this upsetting? I've played Red Dead Redemption 2 for 1,092 (gasps) hours.
0: Holy shit.
1: I've spent 80 days in that world. (laughs) 80 80 days of 24 hours apiece. So really, probably half a year of my life has been in that game.
0: Now let me ask you a question, Matt. Yes. If Westworld existed and you were a man of means, would you no. spend you would?
1: I don't want I don't want to be a cowboy. You know what I mean? Like you don't It's want just that's the that's the world I'm dealt with here. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't, like, I don't I don't have any desire to actually ride a horse and shoot guns.
0: You're not playing any part of that out in Red Dead <laughs> Redemption? That desire? No, I, I am
1: by nature of the game itself but Uh for me it's the narrative flow and the the storytelling and i mean i think my free time is mostly spent like treasure hunting Uh and and fishing
0: (laughs) it's like have you uh played the new batman game arkham knights gotham knights yeah gotham knights Sorry, they're not in arkham um
1: I beat it. Played it a couple times. It feels like played it once and then played a new game plus version.
0: Now I'm. I think those people. I guess it's been different companies over time. But it feels like those games are always really satisfying, and I love them. Is this? But I was like, "What? No Batman? What are you talking about?" So is this satisfying?
1: No. I mean, it depends. I don't know what you want from a Batman game. Well, I love the other Batman games. If you want Batman, you're not going to get Batman. You're not going to play as Batman. That's the problem.
0: Is it satisfying, though? You know, it's like... Uh,
1: I would not expect a gameplay experience that is like the Arkham games. There are elements of that, but it's a different universe
0: it's a story though right yeah i seem very yeah. weary by this, this line of well because
1: the game the game feels like it was built to not be a like a it feels like it was built to be a multiplayer game
0: oh it wasn't built to be and like an arkham city and then when they
1: saw the failures of the avengers game and some of these other mmos it, they were like oh let's just let's pull that back and, and just go with the story mode so it's like kind of broken.
0: So it's a little bit of an afterthought kind of a vibe. It is it's hard to
1: describe. I don't no, even understand. Do you do you, do you play any video games? Like what is it? What are you currently playing?
0: I mean, my the games that I that I it's like every every year or two, I'll be like, all right, I'll play this one. Like Ghost of Tsushima I did because I'm obsessed with samurai movies and uh, and, and that uh-huh. era of time. I play the, So that's the last game you played, really. Uh, yes. I play Ar- the Arkham City games. Uh, i still got to get back and figure out a way to get over my nausea for the Spider-Man game because I do love that. Um,
1: well, that sequel's going to be out by the time you're ready to.
0: <sighs> well, hopefully someone will have figured out how to cure my nausea with a series of tests by then.
1: All it takes is a drive downtown. Parking is not
0: easy, and eighteen hours. I'm into That's it if it's like it has the same satisfying quality as Arkham City in those games.
1: I don't think it does. It wasn't as satisfying as those. It's just like play it. Who cares? Like I don't understand why you don't just try these games.
0: I wanted to hear your take.
1: This is like Matt. This, this is, is a a video game review podcast. But this is like classic Andy. he needs opinions before he does anything that is true it's like it's bananas to me but just try it on your own have you ever picked something up on your own have you ever ever found something that was not recommended to you by anyone on the planet earth and discovered it and enjoyed it
0: yeah no (laughs) discovered (laughs) it and enjoyed it yeah that's a really good question I mean all all my food things generally speaking I do a tremendous amount of research on people's opinions first.
2: Yeah.
1: So that will count. I mean, yes. I will not count that.
0: Uh I'm certain I have. But uh I can't I can't think of anything. <laughs> all right.
1: Get back to me on that. Okay. Have you ever seen have you, I, 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 have you ever like have you ever watched something
0: just because you thought it looked good sure okay yes and i have enjoyed sure. some things yes at
1: least at least there's that
0: yes as a matter of fact i don't want to like say i'm this shocked. i'm shocked you it.
1: go to movies on opening night i'm shocked that because you do no wait has, has told yeah, me take it. a beat and then find out from people how the movie was
0: that's kind of a cheat though because a lot of the times that's i'm I, that is me chasing my star wars experiences You know, as a kid, of like wanting people to be excited, so it's like it's like a franchise or it's a hotly anticipated thing, and I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll be with everybody and we'll all love it together, and everybody will be vocal. Um, But I feel like I can't even find the theater in LA where that happens, and where I've had really bad luck because I've not. Whenever I see those those Endgame videos of people losing their minds, I'm always like what one was that i w- I went opening night I went to the big screens oh that would be at the l cap I mean you would if you went to the El Capitan to
1: watch at the that special the fan events
0: night. or at the at the if you went first if you went
1: the first available public showing at the l cap yeah
0: you would have had that
1: experience I guarantee it
0: yeah all right well I've been going to the wrong ones
1: that's where you should be seeing all your disney films they own the theater okay put more money in their pocket. Go woke, don't go broke.
0: Those people that I'm striking against? Do you want me to help them?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're a showrunner, in which case they want you to have to do the same thing you would be doing as a writer. (laughs) Okay. You see their memo? It was funny. No. They're like, hey, just so we're clear, you still have to do like 17 things that the guild said you can't do (laughs) on your shows. Or else. Wow. Or else what? Who knows?
0: Um, you know, they'll cancel contracts. They'll do a bunch of things. You hear that? Boom. Shake the room. That means we're into this day in track history. Number one movie. This is September 26, 1993 for The Homecoming. Number one movie, The Good Son. Number one uh, song in the U.K., the one that we're listening to, Boom, Shake the Room by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, number one song in the U.S., Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Number one alternative song, Soul to Squeeze by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Number one TV show that week, 60 Minutes. Births that week, actress Jesse James Keitel, Captain Angel on Strange New Worlds. Um... Events that week. Uh, The Soviet Union implodes after an attempted coup. Uh, We won, guys. We beat them. Uh, The Black Hawk Down incident occurs in Somalia. ESPN 2 (laughs) debuts. And Time Magazine cover. Attack, ironically, of the video games. I wonder which game was on there.
1: I don't know, but they were attacking.
0: Now, Matt, we have a we have a, a return to a beloved segment, ironically, to make this even longer. Um, a Frank Sinatra, come on, segment. So if you uh, <laughs> if you would uh, rack that up, and then I'm going to send you a wow. a chat to uh, Frank Sinatra, oh. come on. Da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> <laughs>
3: time for Frank Sinatra, come <laughs> on. Uh,
0: something. So uh, this is from J- Jim McVeigh. Uh, I think you might have said this to me, actually, Matt. Your regular Frank Sinatra come on segments make complete sense now. Uh, Patrick Stewart was on Jimmy Kimmel recently, and uh, I thought we might play this on the show because it applies more to our podcast than any other Star Trek podcast.
6: When I learned several years ago that um, one of our biggest fans who never missed a show was frank sinatra whoa are you kidding me no no i wouldn't do that to you come on (laughs) how did you learn that um because my hairdresser not a word (laughs) well That's that's a good game you know there's a lot of pressure on jimmy he has to respond to what i'm saying thank you yeah Um, my hairdresser Mm -hmm. was also frank's wife's hairdresser and he would she would sorry she would go out to um
7: you know palm springs yes okay yeah I, I mean, I know, I know a lot about Sinatra. His Barbara was his wife. He had a <laughs> yeah. place in par... I grew up in Las Vegas, so I know this stuff. Uh, did you know Frank? Uh, no, I didn't know Frank. Unfortunately, I never got to know Frank. But the idea that... I wonder if he sang Fly Me to the Moon because of you. I wonder if that had anything <laughs> to me. Crazy? <about. laughs> you know?
6: <laughs> All right. All right. He did. <laughs> you know, okay? That's the deal. Did you, did you ever you anyway, You see him? She, my, my head was came in one day and said, uh, I was, had to go down to, uh, you know, to see my client. And, uh, and we said, well, who was it? And, and she told us who it was. And, and she said, and you know what? He watches every single show that we make. And loves every moment of it. Did you ever
7: get to meet him or go see him perform or any of those things? No, none of No, no. But when I grew up
6: in the 40s, 50s, it was a perfect time for hearing that kind of music, that kind of singing, that kind of talent.
0: There you
1: go. Frank Sinatra, come on. What was he doing the week that we were talking about? Probably watching Star Trek.
0: Yeah, that could be the answer any week. And we never knew
1: it. Turns out all you got to do is drive to Palm Springs to cut somebody's hair. And this is the information you can get. Beam me up,
0: Scotty. Actually, I guess he's a TNG fan. So he would have said, beam, beam me up, up. Chief O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Uh, and then we went elsewhere in Trek, uh, which I probably should have done that one first and then ended on Frank Sinatra come on. But everything's a constant. Clusterfuck here. so really Let's cussing see. a lot. My apologies to the youth. You are
1: such a foul-mouthed person. And elsewhere in Trek, where did I put that sound?
0: Is it over here on this cabinet?
1: Take a look over there. I'll look over here. I'll check this one. <laughs> you check that
0: one. <laughs> do you want me to replicate it for you? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. What did I do with that? Do they have a bunch of uniforms in the closet? Do they have one uniform and then it self cleans every night? I assume they like
1: put it. Oh, that's a good question.
0: Does it self clean? I don't know. Do they have closets? They also- Do they just re replicate it every day? It seems like that would be a waste where... of power. Yeah, it would be. I think that would be a waste of energy. That's exactly
1: my thought. Um,
0: Should we just push forward?
1: Elsewhere in Trek, <laughs> amazing. Let's see
3: what's out there.
0: <laughs> You're just doing an impression of yourself, but it really is amazing how close it was. Um, T- uh, TNG season seven was already two episodes deep with Descent Part Two on, Dece- on September 18th and Liaisons on September 25th. Therefore, after dispatching Lore once and for all, wink. Uh, the Enterprise crew had to deal with an exasperating trio of misery-emulating, chocolate-loving, and generally rage-inducing diplomats. Um, also, around this time, Rick Berman, Michael Piller, and Jerry Taylor were working on the first draft of the Star Trek Voyager season bible uh, series Bible. Uh, finally, elsewhere in Trek-adjacent shows, or at least TNC-adjacent shows, Frasier premiered on December 16th. Truly a banner day. Buckle up, guys. It's time to talk about Star Trek.
1: <laughs> Here we go. This is the homecoming. The episode uh, is the first episode of season two. And this is the 26th of September, 1993. Kira rescues a Bajoran resistance hero from a Cardassian labor camp. An extremist group calls for all non Bajorans to leave Bajor. This was a teleplay by Ira Stephen Bear and a story by Jerry Taylor and Ira Stephen Bear directed by Weinrich Colby fantastic here we go oh,
4: not
3: now Otto. we have to talk it'll have to wait it can't wait of course not make it fast i have business to attend to
2: you remember that subite freighter we were discussing the other day the one you claimed was smuggling defective isolinear rods to bajor yes yes what about it well i conducted a little investigation of that freighter and
3: do you know what i discovered that i was telling the truth that's right I arrested the first officer and two of the crew congratulations constable i knew you could do it now if you don't mind i am needed upstairs hold on i'm not finished with you oh really odo sometimes i think there's no pleasing you i help you crack a notorious smuggling ring and yet you still insist on treating me like the enemy you are
2: the enemy
3: then how do you explain my helping you
2: That's just it. I can't explain it.
3: It's simple, really. I figured we'd been at each other's throats long enough. It's time we call a truce. Truce? You must be joking. Ask the sub first officer if I'm joking. From now on, you and I are going to be friends. You're up to something. Why would you say that? Because you're always up to something. (laughs) I can see this is going to take time eventually you'll learn to trust me
2: hmm. Hmm. that'll be the day
4: <laughs> I
1: wish I wish Odo transformed the back of his head into the front of his head so when he was walking away he could be like I'm watching you
4: <laughs> that's
0: fantastic that'll be a fantastic changeling bit you should do more shit like that in new Trek. Get, why um, they, I guess like, they never. I don't. I haven't seen the end of this. I don't know why they haven't had a change. Yeah, but we've
1: established also that the changelings aren't the only shape shifting species out there. So they could have so just done it with someone else. Valid. Yeah. Stance. Like, kind of oh, like they have more of
0: those. More like Plastic Man type bits. Um, yeah. so I like in this scene, first of all, I really like the scene. However, and I like, like, Subite Fighter. Um, um you know it's they do it constantly but uh it's just like it when they just drop little world building stuff that like has nothing to do with anything you're like "Ooh, what's a satellite fighter uh freighter is not a fighter <laughs> um that's,
1: that's uh, very funny that that's what you pick up on i didn't even that just like i sailed mean, by my head. i know it
0: happens constantly i, I don't know why my brain's stuck stuck on it um one thing I'm curious about is why does Odo do the misdirect like do you know what I found and it's like but but Cork knows that he found what it was there so it's for the
1: audience at home
0: yeah but that's not that's kind of a weird um it's almost like a non diegetic like wink at the audience when it's yeah. like it's not what the character would do There you um, go I don't like that do you think maybe he was doing it loudly in Quark's to make a scene? To see if other people reacted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's possible. All right. It I'll accept like that. Like maybe you,
1: everyone else stop your illegal shenanigans because now oh, now Quark is telling me the truth.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah,
1: but he definitely did it so Rom would overhear him. Yeah. I mean, not Rom. Uh, Rom's dead. No. Nah. No. Rom is Rom.
0: Rom's son is Nog. Right. Rom. So Rom went over here. I actually looked that up myself because I didn't remember. Um, Rom, so you didn't either.
1: Nog, three letters, O in the middle. I actually oh, like the is.
0: Rom, the Rom quark scene. If you want to play that too,
1: happy to. Quark uh, gets a an earring.
0: Uh, we don't. We don't have to. It's basically just the the seventy sixth rule of acquisition is every once in a while declare peace. It confuses the hell out of your enemies. And it really, I just really love it. That's, that's an aspect of Quark that I really enjoy. That he's the specificity.
3: I don't think I can remember Odo ever looking so perplexed. He's not alone. Those subite smugglers were a potential source of great profit. Must I quote you the 76th rule of acquisition? 76 every once in a while declare like peace it
0: confuses the hell out of your enemies I love it mm, I, fun i've heard that that uh you know the trope the the rules of acquisition all so love that, that rom doesn't remember what it what what it is um and I love the the rule. It, like, is it kind of a logical, weird rule that sets you off balance with Quark?
1: Um, he gets an earring, but an earring
0: from some lady. What is she? A smuggler? A, what is she?
1: Who knows? Takes it to Major Kira.
9: I entertain a lot. I just don't entertain you.
3: Let me guess. The bedroom.
9: You take one step in here, and I promise you, it'll be your last
3: it could be worth it
9: you've got five seconds to tell me what you want
3: aren't you going to offer me a what beverage you really, really five, want. four can we at least sit down
9: three, two, one
3: wait I brought you something
9: where did you get that? is it valuable? I said where did you get it?
3: from a boss like freighter captain she got it from a Cardassian where? on Cardassia 4 that's what she told me, anyway. This guy's
0: got a very famous earring.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, the, it's got the symbol of the house or something in it. What does she say? She says something like
0: that. Here's thing number one. Here's weird thing number one. The teaser is Kira gets an earring. It's just like they don't—they don't care about a big blow. They don't like. It's just like I don't know. Then it ends. But it's like, why do a? Why stick with a pre? credit sequence if that's going to be your thing well I mean if you're not going to do a big cut to credits thing
1: the tease is like this thing is valuable this means a lot to Kira what is it that's the tease
0: it's a weird tease though well not in an episode where where not a lot happens yeah but I guess that's or part maybe. of the thing that I'm saying that it's it's a, it's a strange series <laughs> they don't they're kind of breaking the form the form but not in a, an obtrusive way. It's like in, an, in a quiet way of just doing more novel like storytelling.
1: Am I or Is Jake a foot taller than he was last season?
0: It seems plausible. It's crazy. Yeah.
5: To say to her, Dad, I already- the main thing is you can't be afraid of rejection.
9: Dad, I already asked her out, and she said yes.
5: She did? That's wonderful.
9: I was just wondering if you had any ideas on what we could do. I was thinking of taking her to the Hollow Suites.
5: The Hollow Suites? I don't think so. Why not? Because you're too young to take a girl to the hollow suites.
9: Okay, then how about if I take her to our quarters?
5: Oh well, no, 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 no quarters.
9: We're <sighs> just gonna talk. Really? Talk in public?
5: Cramp in his son style. You want to talk? Take her upstairs,
1: Ben
2: Cisco,
5: and that way you can talk and watch king the ships go through the world. Of cock <laughs> Since when? Since I going Should out. we make that shirt up? This is the <laughs>
9: and I don't want it to be my last, Commander. For the store. I speak with you.
5: One moment, Major.
9: I can see you're not ready to have this conversation yet. I'm not ready? I'll just have to come up with a few ideas on my own. Really, don't worry about it. Who's worried? Commander?
5: Join me, Major.
0: And we can rule the rebellion. We rule the universe as Major and Cisco.
9: Don't want to ask me that.
0: It's too late. I already
1: asked.
9: You don't want to know. But
1: don't try to try any shenanigans with anybody you might be romantically attracted to, because I will stop it. I'm Cisco. <laughs> the answer.
5: Major, I can't loan you a Starfleet runabout without knowing where you plan on taking it. To
9: Cardassia IV to rescue a Bajoran prisoner of war.
5: <laughs> You're right. I wish you hadn't told me.
9: Searing was recently smuggled off the planet. Do you see this? That is the insignia of Lee Malice.
5: The Resistance leader?
9: The greatest we ever had. His victory over
5: Gulza Rail in
9: hand-to-hand combat.
5: Major, I have already heard the story. Wasn't he reported killed in action?
9: His body was never found. Look, Commander, I wouldn't be asking you this if I thought there was any other way to rescue Lee. But Bajoran ships just don't have the maneuverability or the defensive capabilities to get me safely in and out of Cardassian territory.
0: I love that he. You're sure. I love that he stops her from telling the story again because you're going to hear the story later, so they don't want to repeat it. Um, and I love it's just like, oh, yeah, I know, I know this story. Yeah, we, we gotta have we gotta have more we,
1: more things happen later when nothing really happens. So tell the story later.
0: <laughs> um, I was interested in the. Um, I think somebody might have commented. I apologize for, for not remembering who, but. Uh, they had a. he goes to two different replicators to get his cakes, his cake and his Raccagino. Is a Raccagino like a coffee, do you know?
1: The Klingon coffee.
0: Klingon coffee, okay. Um And it's also very strange that they, they well, take that much know, time for him to like remember, go off screen and get the food.
1: <laughs> but Quark is very specific about his his recipes or whatever the hell they are, remember? Like so I, I buy that cork would have a specific one for beverages and a specific one for food.
4: Hmm.
0: I guess that supports why they would be, even be eating at corks.
9: You and I both know the provisional government is made up of political opportunists. Too busy fighting amongst themselves to care what happens to Bajor. Since the loss of the Kai, the situation has only gone from bad to worse. There are reports of factional fighting in half a dozen districts. Religious riots have spread throughout the southern islands. Bajor needs a leader. Someone the people will listen to. Someone they can trust.
5: And you think that Lee Nullis is that leader?
9: I know he is.
3: O'Brien to Cisco. Go ahead, Chief. I think you and Odo had better join me in the Habitat Ring, Level 13, Section 4.
0: I'm having a party.
1: It is, like, crazy to me that O'Brien sees somebody spray painted something on the wall and is like I better call the commander and the chief of security <laughs> immediately <laughs>
0: he's protective of his uh, of the his road. wall Um, one other thing from the previous scene Jackarine peel and Icorberry tort two made up word word you knows um, and that is Quark's right I believe that the replimat is also run by Quark oh it's a whole it's a whole other establishment the replimat Yes I see Well then I'm very curious about how it Financially works out
2: The premist faction Who believe in Bajor for the Bajorans All other species are inferior And should be expelled from the planet
5: I understand this emblem has appeared All over Bajor That's correct But this is the first time I've seen it here I want to be informed immediately if this emblem appears anyplace else on the station. Understood. If they think scrawling a few signs is going to get rid of us, they've got another thing coming. Right now, they're just trying to show us that we're bone.
1: That looks like he's not so sure himself. <laughs> he's he just looking around. for he's like, everybody right, to guys, him. Right, guys? Huh? Right? Like, huh? Right? This is not going to scare us, right? We're going to keep... <laughs> we're going to do the thing we do? Okay.
0: All right, just no. Um, I like i like her breakdown i was kind of shocked and i was like oh this is a lot of information that's a new spin i guess they were hint hinting they were sort of leaning into it um with certain things last season but uh particularly with vedic win but just the provisional government's made up of opportunists there's factional fighting there's religious riots it's really a lot of fucking crap going down on Bejor. That's why
1: she that's why she can't be in the federation.
0: I assume we're going to hear about the religious riots, but I don't even understand like is it kind of conservatives versus like what's the is it more reform versus something else like who's fighting? I thought they were all they all had the same religion at this point. And nobody who has the same religion ever fights about anything. That's so true.
5: One who could unite the factions and give us a chance to do our job.
9: I'd say give Kira the runabout
5: What do you know about Kira Wanting a runabout
9: I promise not to tell
5: um, Alright Supposing I do help And she does rescue Lee Nullis What do we say to the Cardassians
9: The question is What do they say to us They swore they released all their Bajoran prisoners
0: Did this kind of undermine the ending The surprise that Cardassia sort of folds at the end or just sort of is like yeah alright well we're sorry about the prisoners that was a mistake I mean you assume that's the last we're going to hear from them in a three episode arc I assume it's all resolved and the to be continued is just a misdirect
1: (laughs) we might pick it up we don't know just in case though
5: Chief, Major Kira needs a runabout. Oh, so she's going to Cardassia for after all. Is there anyone on the station she didn't tell? It's got a bad policy on Kira's part. Well then, as far as quarks concerned, she's going to Lamenda Prime to bring back mineral samples. <laughs> I see. Now, is there any way we can prevent the Cardassian senses from picking up the runabout signature?
10: I could modulate the engine's power emissions, reconfigure the reflector shield grid, and install field buffers around the subspace emitter coil. By the time I'm done, the Cardassians will think they're picking up a Licepian transport.
0: Classic Licepian transport, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who wants a. You know, why would you want a Licepian transport? You had a runabout uh, hidden as a Licepian transport. Um,
1: what about those. Uh, what do we call it? What are they called? Thing, uh,
0: the uh, subite freighter,
1: (laughs) subite freighter, why not? not be a subite freighter?
0: Uh, Lissipian transport, by the way, another made up word word we know. Um, is uh, what what, what even is a transport? That's so silly. Uh, That's that's fair. See what I did there, yeah. You you reversed it nice. (laughs) Um, what is is a runabout just smaller than a shuttle? What's the distinction between a shuttle and a runabout? Bigger, oh, it's bigger.
1: Bigger, faster, more powerful. Uh, has torpedoes. It's got a full weapons complement. Oh, cool! It's uh, got a bunch of bunks in it. Uh, you know, it was it was a thing made up for D space nine because they didn't have
0: any starships. <laughs> interesting. That's that's Matt, a very interesting tidbit. Chief, I was
9: just getting ready to leave,
5: I just stopped by to wish you luck.
0: It's all upward shots in this show,
9: and.
1: That Weinrich Colby charm, you know?
5: Yeah. And I want to make sure that I get my runabout back in one piece.
9: I appreciate the offer, but this is a Bajoran problem.
5: I don't agree. The truth is, I need Lee Nollis back on Bajor
10: as much as you do. Besides... I've seen how the Cardassians treat their prisoners. The Cardassians? No one should have to suffer like that.
1: If the Cardassians... Don't you remember that episode where my old captain took a ship and went crazy? Yeah. That's good. That's Look, I, I like I like, you like the, the tie-in? Um, ...building off of the history of O'Brien that we know. Yeah.
9: You've got the controls, Chief. Right. Before we go, there's a... Uh... One thing we need to clear up between us. What's that? This mission can end only one of two ways. Either we bring back Linalis, or we don't come back at all.
2: Understood. Seems like that's
0: something you should say before you get into the runabout.
1: She also, also like, oh, I guess he's okay with that. (laughs) It's just like, oh, Starfleet officers are tougher than I thought.
0: (laughs) I mean, we're going to try to live. I just want to be clear about that, too. I'm not saying I want to die, but... uh
1: Well, why did you say that? Why didn't you say
0: that? You should have just said that.
9: On Cardassia 4, to receive my shipment of roulotte seeds, any delay could ruin the entire crop, not to mention the gull's mood.
2: Understood. You can put in for repairs after you deliver your cargo.
9: My plan exactly. He's cut off their transmission. (sighs)
10: Tell me, Major. Who is this Gold Moraine?
9: Don't ask me. I just made him up.
1: <sighs> I like that. Fucking idiots, guys! do not even know they're gold. Stupid
0: Cardassians. <laughs> uh, look it up in the computer, you idiots. Um, uh, I like that. I like that she just made it up. I like that she sort of outfoxed them because I kind of felt like uh, she come on. She was a she was a freedom fighter. Um terrorist (laughs) you know everybody has their (laughs) different perspectives Um, she would have uh, she would have faced these situations all the time she seemed a little bit out of sorts at the top of the scene I was like wouldn't she be able to do this all the time Um, but uh, uh, and I like that she played on the what I assume is you know Cardassian hierarchical kind of like people who are afraid of people they perceive as being above them so I liked all that.
1: I think that the part of this episode that I found the most shocking and weirdest was the fact that they are successful in this little coup. Yeah. In the span of three minutes of television.
0: That it's that fast. Yeah. It is. Like, uh,
1: it's like, great, thank you. It didn't need to be any longer than that. You have a different story to tell. Go for it.
0: That's 100% true. Because it definitely, you could see an episode where it was like, this is the whole thing. is them on the planet sure. and her relationship with, with O'Brien. and Yeah. And I also like that it's kind of set up that way. She's not really that, her, she's not that worried about how difficult this is going to be for some reason. It seems like yeah. going into a prisoner of war camp and getting a guy out would be very, you know, concerning.
1: Especially if you're just, you know, going to, I mean, I don't even, like, they they do the hand-wavy technology thing for O'Brien to explain away how the sensors aren't going to see him. Like, if you could always do that, why don't you always do that? Why don't you always make yourself look like another ship? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Like, how do you get off of Cardassia 4 as a runabout with two warships coming into
0: orbit? It's like... Orbit. What, you're saying, why did you just do it again? Be overhead
1: one minute for- well, it's just, no, I mean, it's like, that's part of it that they don't show, that they could have shown. Like, this is all, all this, this could have been longer. I don't necessarily think that it should have been longer, but I find it interesting that they
0: could, they did this so concisely. Well, that's another thing that I find odd about the structure is that this is the main action plot and they don't spend that much time on
10: it. it's it's very odd 45 seconds major you can't leave those men behind one minute 30 seconds if we don't leave now major we never will take us home chief yes sir
0: I love that. I was interested in a lot of different things. First of all, yeah. we kind of skipped over it, but uh, Kira pretends to be, I'm assuming, a sex worker, too. Went over the...
1: Or a skilled laborer.
0: Is that what was going on? And He's like, yeah. come over here and I'll check her out and see how strong her hands are.
1: Yeah, maybe she's like the best mason <laughs> in that quadrant. Sorry. And that
0: was what was implied that the gull above him was paying her a lot of money to... Do some mason work. Build her, build him a brick wall. Build um, him, build no, him a pizza a,
1: making oven. It's a backsplash of subway tile on his in his kitchen.
0: <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very detailed. Um, so, uh, oh, well, one thing that's sort of I think new information to me is whether the Cardassians and the Bajorans could ever be interested in each other in a sexual way. Um, and it seems this, like it was a basic thing. Is this something you've
1: thought about before?
0: No, I hadn't until this moment. Oh. I think that when I saw it, I was like, oh, are, are the snake people and the nose ridge people interested in each other? <laughs> um, and it's so, so much a basic thing that, that, you know, uh, prostitution is part of the, the thing. Um, so that was interesting. Um, and also that the dynamics are that the... No, you know, they say it's Cardassia 4's old, his profession. <laughs> the fact that they would just land on this weird... Like, what else is going on on this planet? He didn't seem surprised at all that this pimp and his, and his lady <laughs> showed up at the gate of the thing. <laughs> like, who else is on this planet? What's going on? Is it a bunch of B- Bajorans? <laughs> I assume that
1: Major Kira's uh, intelligence... Uh gave her enough information to know that this scheme would work. I guess so. Maybe this Maybe this guy
0: is remodeling a bathroom. <laughs> um, and, uh... Oh, here's another question. Is this the... This can't be, but it just occurred to me. Is this the first time we've ever seen O'Brien out of uniform? No. I'd be curious to know what it was. Um... Uh, And then in the prison camp, I mean, I'm
1: picturing him out of uniform, but I can't tell in my brain. My brain, where it is, where it's chronologically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, all right, all right, nerds, get get on it. Maybe it is.
1: Maybe it is. If anyone out there who keeps track of the first time we see people in Star Trek outside of their uniforms, let us
0: know. If you have that, do you have a a spreadsheet? Let us know. Um, The uh, the first shot we see of them in the prison camp. Uh, The guy's doing what seems like the most lazy, writerly, kind of like, they're uh, picking up rocks and putting them in a basket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, the guy's picking up rocks, putting them in a basket, and then the guard's like, get back to work. And it's like, you know, he didn't stop
4: for a second.
0: You, like, are telling him get back (laughs) to work, and the guy's been working the whole time.
1: (laughs) It's also like, what do you think they're doing? You think they're cleaning up that area? they want it rock I
0: don't want a single rock on this hill.
1: What is it? What are they
0: doing? I want to be able to walk barefoot. <laughs> so weird.
9: Careful, he took a phaser hit.
10: Easy now. I have you. Good. Doctor, these people are in prisoners for 10 years. They need medical attention. They'll get it, but first you better take a look at this wound. Ah. But she has a Go ahead, doctor. We've got a patient who needs emergency
9: treatment. Beam us to the infirmary. Stand by i've never
1: seen that before come to think of it like a site-to-site transport on a station or a ship where the doctor goes with the patient we must have right we must i have. haven't look you think it's the first time you've seen o'brien out of uniform i think it's the first time i've seen this so. this is the classic mad
0: andy argument these are the two
1: things that we're just... This is, like, well, I, this is what I noticed, Sight to sight transport with a doctor and a patient, and he notices O'Brien's casual outfit, where
0: he's pretending to be a pimp. Yeah, it's a rogue outfit, I'm the just, classic Star Trek know, rogue it's outfit. It's funny how he
1: pretends to be a pimp, and you go to season one of Picard, and remember how they made Picard and... Uh, and... Uh, What's-his-face dress?
5: When they go to Cloud Sky City, or whatever the oh, called, Free Cloud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude something I want you to hear. Go ahead, Ducat. Major,
2: I have just informed Commander Sisko that the Cardassian High Command has issued a formal apology to the people of Bajor.
9: An apology?
2: We had no idea that Bajoran prisoners were still being held on Cardassia IV. Such detentions are a direct violation of Supreme Directive 2645. And I assure you, the camp prefect will be chastised accordingly.
9: What about the prisoners that were left behind? They are already en route to Bajor. Well, I look forward to their safe return.
2: I'm sure you do. And I hope that our quick response to this unfortunate situation Will prove once and for all that Cardassia is no longer your enemy,
9: Commander. How about that? Is it a
0: is it a thematic repetition? Like, because they they set it up with Quark saying, "Keep your people off their toes," or is it like foreshadowing, or is it just a weird double beat that he's like? We're not I mean, your enemy. I guess we'll have to watch the rest of the episode. I guess like that's that. true. I will say this at this point... One. Do you know this is part one? This is the homecoming part one. I still think that's a misdirection. I think that's, the <laughs> next episode's going to have nothing to do with this episode. Um, I mean, the titles are different. I don't care if they put part two on it. That was just to build it up
1: more. <laughs> why, they, why they not put it at the beginning is beyond.
0: Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um... Um... Was I was gonna say you're gonna talk about Cardassian oh I was gonna that say they like at this point I feel like um what's the richard Bamer character's name uh ill I uh, forget it I forget whatever the 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 main uh, rebel leader uh um I thought that the deal was gonna be that he was either whatever Cardassian's in disguise or he was kind of a... Majority oh, uh, candidate kind of like brainwashed oh, guy wow. or
1: that's two different turns that I think are uh,
0: And that was the reason they were letting him go.
1: That's what like a normal show would do. Yeah. You know, one that was concerned with like action and plot movement. <laughs> <laughs> but D Space Nine says, No no, sit tight. We've got a three episode arc about the politics of Bajor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. It's sort of interesting.
1: I know. But it's like, this is like, that's a perfect like example of like, what makes D
0: Space Nine different.
1: And you either love it or hate it for
0: that. But here's another thing, just storytelling wise, and why I keep saying, this is a weird show, is she has to make this, it's this huge dramatic moment of Major, we have to leave the other men behind. The other man behind, by the way, who was this character Borum, who's the one who said, take him and get on the ship, because that's why we did all this. Borum sacrifices his life. Il nalis Sorry, Lee Nalis That's his name. Uh, Borum sacrifices himself for Lee Nalis And uh, he's the real hero of the whole show. I would say he's... these uh, you know the spoilers, he may be my MVC. Um, and, um, and then instantly she gets back in there. She's like whoa and she's like make the sacrifice oh the, we're leaving the men behind for Lee Nullis. and then they're like well can we have the other men oh yeah sure it's <laughs> <They're> just fucking <laughs> too late they're already on their way back it's they're right, right, right behind you
1: <laughs> <it's> <laughs> real weird all the weird plotting
5: congratulations on the success of your mission major
2: There, that should do it. How do you feel?
0: I've given you a tattoo.
10: Hmm. Better, good. Luckily, your wound wasn't as serious as it looked. You probably had a lot worse. Well, actually, this one was bad enough. You know, I've read all about your battle with Golzareo. That was a long time ago.
1: <laughs> Franklin jealous performances in this episode. Uh, and the next two are uncredited at the actor's own request, as he did the show for his children and not for exposure or money.
0: <laughs> Do you think he was embarrassed by the performance, or he thought it was no, like Franklin Jello? He's
1: like fucking. Wasn't he with Whoopi at the time? Whoopi Goldberg and
0: Franklin Jello were a couple. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, Whoopi's made some. Odd romantic choices over time. <laughs> that's,
1: that's why she's fucking got an egot. You know, you just can't pin it down into one thing. You can't.
0: That
3: is her you know, thing.
10: I consider myself a bit of a history buff, but I must say, Bashir has got some different hair this season. It's Doctor, certainly puffier.
3: Yeah, it's a little puffier.
10: You will find that others enjoy talking about those days far more than I do. Of course, I understand completely.
4: But I'll
1: tell you what we were doing down there. We would pick these rocks up and put them in a basket, and then we'd we'd bring that basket over to a different pile of rocks, and then we'd pour the basket out. And so, then the next day, we would go back to the place we poured them out and put them back in the basket,
0: and then bring them over to where we had taken them from the day before. Some of us theorized that the uh, gull of the camp was uh, building a, a giant rock castle, you know, like a sandcastle, except out of rocks.
1: We couldn't make heads or tails it. <laughs>
0: but I can tell you that they kept telling us to keep working no matter how much we kept working. When
1: we sped up, that wasn't fast enough. So we'd slow down. And they didn't notice for a while.
9: <laughs> Thank you, Commander.
0: This is uh, Richard, Boehmer, Richard who, Knowing from something <laughs> big from uh, as Benjamin Horn, Audrey Van Horn's father in Twin Peaks. Have you seen Twin Peaks, Matt?
1: Not the new one. Firewalk with
7: me. That's
0: the movie.
1: I mean not the not the new one. I've seen Firewalk with right, me. Yeah. In the
0: first season of yeah. Yeah. I actually was not yeah. sure if we I'm sure we have after 5 years, but uh, I don't remember if you'd ever said whether you'd watch the original or not.
4: I have
1: mostly. Not all of it. I mean, I, I'm not I, the David Lynch mostly. Stuff for me is like it's like I find it's one of those like this is this is above my fucking brain pay grade of like enjoyability too arty it's just like too weird <laughs> even
0: <laughs> twin like, peaks twin peaks is the most twin accessible
1: peaks, it's the most accessible of the day i, I think the first dune is <laughs> it of like you know the least lynchian of the lynch sure that
0: doesn't count too. oh why not it definitely has lynchian flights of fancy for sure
1: yes but it's the least lynchian yes like I would argue that 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 the Dune is the most commercial thing he ever did.
0: I mean, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I mean, it was very uh, fun as a result.
1: Also. And as a result, it's the one I understand the most. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to let it wash over you. I think a little more than I
1: thought that was Mulholland Drive.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> do like Mulholland Drive a
1: lot.
5: It appears you've been recognized. Do you really? I do.
1: That is a that's that's a classic example of like me watching something and going, I guess this isn't for me, and like not being mad about it, and not like I don't deride anyone for liking it, but it was genuinely one of those things. It was like this isn't, it just does not do anything for.
4: me. I don't know.
0: It's like, but each don't you find each of the? I think the the appeal of <laughs> this is a Lynch digression. The appeal of Lynch, and particularly in in uh, Twin Peaks, where it's just like. You're not watching it for the murder mystery. You're watching it, you know, for this these scenes that are so evocative, and the characters, and it's just like it's like watching really satisfying art or looking at satisfying art in that it's just so textured, and the performances are weird, and um, each scene is a painting. Yeah, but it's not even just visual. It's like it is evocative. Don't you find? Like individual scenes, say in Mulholland Drive, or, you know, say Dennis Hopper's performance in Blue Velvet to be like oh, satisfying?
1: They. Mm. It
0: depends. Blue I understand Velvet. the frustration of Dennis like Hopper what's going more so. on. so.
1: Dennis Hopper, more so. Yeah. I find that more satisfying than Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive is just too, it's too, it's too, it's too over my head. That's my that's my way of putting it. Where I'm like, this was not made for me.
0: Interesting. It's okay. Okay.
1: Hello, I'm Frank Langella, Finish not credited. <laughs> Wait, don't cut, credit cut, me. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> Frank. We know you don't want to be credited, but you can't walk into the scene and say you're Frank Langella.
0: I just want to make sure.
1: I wanted to make sure my kids know that I'd do it for them. <laughs>
2: Where is he? He's
0: I was really excited right. to see Frank Langella Consider in this. He's
2: sure. In the past 10 years. May alive. Who would have ever imagined? Prophets were kind to you today, Major.
9: I'd uh, say they were kind to all of us.
2: You know your little adventure made you some enemies in the Chamber of Ministers.
9: I'm not surprised. All I did was risk my life.
2: What you did today, Major, was declare war on Cardassia. Thankfully, they declined the invitation. I'd do it again if it meant bringing Lean Alice home. Yes, I'm sure you would. Although, officially, I have to warn you that the next time you disobey. Do you
1: think Lean Alice is supposed
0: to sound like Liberty Valance? Uh. Seems like a little bit of a stretch, do you think?
1: (laughs) Well, it's like, because that's what Iris Even Bear was like. I wanted to do like a. Man who shot Liberty Valance. Oh, if he then. said it, then yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not the Liberty Valance in it. Right. But he is the man who shot Liberty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This, like, story that's now bigger than him.
0: Yeah. May that's I just say, fucking seeing his performance in this, it's very interesting. Like, why weren't they going to this level of. Is it a money thing? Why weren't they going to this level of actor? All the time in TNG, or afterwards in Voyager, like the, like it's you. He I think it's a hundred percent a money thing. So why did DS Nine have the money?
1: They didn't have the money. He wanted to do it uncredited for his kids. I'm sure he worked for scale.
0: But they could. They did uh, uh, Louise Fletcher. You know, it's like they they use these these this level What's of actor. You just saying that they're available? Yeah. Maybe and maybe it is they're they're just going to an older generation, or they find the right people, or maybe the casting was just that good on the show because, or if it was the interest of they had a more a more of a a respect or an understanding of the great actors on the writing staff because it's just like it it lifts the whole production his performance in this, and it's not it's not a mustache swirling performance. It's just so grounded and amazing, and sort of intimidating and suspicious, but it's just great. And you can tell because he doesn't have a mustache. That's exactly why he's not. Tw- he's not, nothing you know, to twirl.
1: Uh, what's he going to do? You know, I got to start grab twirling
0: his, with this mustache I've grown.
1: Grab, grab his earring, or uh, it's not. You know, yeah,
0: and that that's not doesn't does sound, sound as intimidating. In the uh, <laughs> an, an earring twirling performance.
2: As a private citizen, I want to thank you for what you've done this day. That's
6: good to hear. Now take me to CD notice. Hold it back, please. Not pushing. Not pushing.
7: I'm
10: sorry about this, Commander.
5: I don't think they're going to leave until you say a few words. I agree. Seems like a weird
0: assumption (laughs) that they would even leave if he said a few words.
5: Well, I
1: mean, it's also like I like that Odo was also thinking the same thing that no one was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say that.
2: (laughs) Isn't it? Lee Nolas. I'm Minister Jaro Asa, and I can't tell you how delighted I am to welcome you home. Believe me, it is a pleasure to be here. Would you mind if I address the crowd? You can't expect a politician
0: to give up an opportunity like this. I love that too! Because it's oily, but it's also like. He's being good enough at being oily that he admits that he's oily. It's great.
2: I'm going to do some real greasy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow Bajorans, I have only one thing to say to you, to ask you, really. Never forget this moment, because I promise you that one day your children and your grandchildren will ask you what it was like the day Leonidas returned to Bajor.
0: Uh, they will ask us that that's so true (laughs) I'm gonna have things to tell stories about at parties
1: we're the best loop group in
0: town (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Quark's later (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: yeah I'll join you for a drink after I go to the Replimant and get my food
0: okay here we go (laughs)
4: this
2: is what loop loop groups in ADR do constantly <laughs> thought.
1: I just thought if we, if, if people are on screen walking, they should have some music.
0: <laughs> hey! Hey, he's gonna talk to us! He's gonna talk to us! He's gonna talk
10: to us! <laughs> <laughs> got me by now.
5: It appears you were
10: wrong. This morning I was a slave. Tonight.
0: I've got lower back pain. I'm a hero.
10: <laughs> It must.
0: That's save.
1: where I, my phaser hit me. I'm doing some good acting here. I'm selling the injury.
10: <laughs> That's what Major Kira meant. On the runabout, she told me that my return would bring stability to Bajor. She's right.
5: Bajor could use your help, and frankly, so could I. But before you go off saving Bajor... I suppose you could use a good night's sleep.
0: Why does he look so weird at his hand shake? It
10: sounds like I'm going to need it.
1: Uh, I think again he's selling the injury because honestly I think he's it's acting because I think he's selling the thing because his hand was wrapped earlier. Huh? I think he's like I hope this doesn't hurt. <laughs>
0: he's That's, what That's what I think. I think Cisco like, seems like the kind of guy who would shake, give you a very vigorous shake. <laughs> yeah. That maybe Bajorans didn't shake hands. He's like, What are you doing? One for you, for
3: One for you and six for me. One for you and six for me. One for you and six for me. Would you stop looking so glum? Payday is supposed to be a time of joy. <laughs> I love that. I know, brother. But every week it's the same thing. Six for you and only one for me. It's not fair. You're right. I am? <laughs> yes.
4: It's, not it's a really good
0: comedic performance by this guy.
3: Absolutely not. One for you. And seven for me.
0: Seems like this would be... Impossible One to do accounting you. in with these so, these bars as a, the main unit.
1: Oh, oh. oh yeah, I forgot about this part of the episode, honestly. <laughs> anyway wondering, uh Quark Qu- just got branded. Qu- Qu-
3: <laughs> hold still. Doctor Will there be a scar? I said hold still. I mean, yes No This dermal regenerator should repair any damaged tissue As well as prevent scarring
5: Unless, of course, you don't hold Still Did you recognize any of your assailants? They were wearing masks
9: Are you sure they didn't say anything? Not a word They just came in, branded me, and left
5: The promenade is usually deserted at this hour No one saw them enter or leave Constable, I want all security personnel put on full alert I've already seen to it
10: who is responsible for this?
9: An extremist group from Bajor, who call themselves the Circle.
10: The Jorans did this? I'm afraid so.
0: As soon as they call themselves Why?
9: Their goal the
0: is The Circle, but they also what was the other name they had for themselves? Uh find it. I wrote it down. Um it's also interesting that they they spend time on that Rom scene, uh, the Alliance of Global Unity, but also called the Circle. Sort of odd that they give them both names. Um,
1: Are, um, aren't those two different factions?
0: Oh, uh, maybe I misunderstood.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm asking. I thought the
0: Alliance of Golden, <laughs> We're Global asking. Uni- I thought we the Alliance of it. Global Unity was what they talked about when they found the spray painted thing, and then they also mentioned the Circle.
1: I thought the circle well, oh maybe it's two different factions that are heating up.
0: Well, I'm not gonna look it up because I don't want to spoil anything for myself, but I I think they might be the same thing.
9: I think they're different things. We'll see you next week. Is to rid Bajor of all non Bajorans.
10: Hasn't the provisional government tried to stop them?
9: Oh they've tried. But the truth is, the circle is more organized than the government.
3: Well, a government better get organized because I intend uh, to sue them for financial compensation.
1: You know, they're the same thing. And it says, it's the insignia of the Alliance for Global Unity, better known as the circle. Yeah, let's so And they're, they're like, here's the better name. Hit play
0: here.
5: Not now, Quark. That to me was... People have grown
0: impatient. The guy the has just been death. fucking branded by a bunch of, uh, like, a weird group. Cut him some slack. You're attacking him. He says he's going to no. sue. It's a reasonable he's response for once.
1: So, he's so litigious, though, you know? He's constantly trying to sue. It's
0: he's just done. branded so on the, the lobe. The, comes or to the lobes or is it ears?
1: I mean, it's the frontal lobe, I suppose. We need
9: someone brain. to speak out against these reactionaries. Someone the people will listen to.
3: There. I should do it. How do I look?
9: As handsome as ever. Really? I that the
0: Ferengis huh. always think they have a shot. Huh.
5: Jake, what are you doing up?
9: I couldn't sleep.
5: How was your date? It was tonight, wasn't it?
9: It was supposed to be. She couldn't make it. It happens.
1: She was busy branding Quark. She said
9: her father wouldn't let her go out with me. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because I'm not a Bajoran.
0: <laughs> Look at how dark they light this family scene. That's not much of a reason. Well,
1: it's supposed to illustrate that it's late at night. Is that it? Jake should be asleep by now. Uh-huh. And Cisco's had a long day. Oh,
5: Jake. There are some things happening on Bejor, Troubling things I'm sorry you've become a victim of them You don't deserve it Nobody does
3: Thanks
1: I deserve it (laughs) Who are you?
3: I'm your new
5: son (laughs) (laughs) Time to bed, okay?
10: officer of the Nunt. We were preparing to depart the station for Game of Quadrant,
1: Now these aliens so have a, a
0: great look.
10: They're Tigerians, which
0: do Targaryens, which made me think of Targaryens in Game of Thrones.
1: I like that he tried to run for it.
0: Yes. I also like that he sort of... <laughs> the way that they, they block that shot is almost like he's bringing out a a stand up comic at a show. <laughs> just steps out of frame and then brings the other guy in.
10: Reluctant comic. Halfway down the embankment, I slipped, went sprawling on my back down to the edge of the lake just as a huge Cardassian emerged from the water. Cardassian? He must have just finished bathing. He stood there, frozen in surprise, dressed only in his underwear, shivering in the cold. I lay there looking up at him. Too stunned to even move, and it was only when he reached for a phaser rifle that was lying across his clothes on a nearby rock that I realized that I was still holding my own phaser, and I shot him. His body fell on top of me, and that's how my companions found us a moment later. One of them recognized him as uh, Gull surail, responsible for the massacre of half a dozen Bajoran villages. Now, I tried to tell them what had happened,
8: but they had already
10: convinced themselves that I had killed Zareel in some kind of a savage struggle. Which is what they insisted on telling every Bajoran that we met. And no matter how hard I tried to deny it, the story continued to spread until it seemed all of Bajor had heard it. Soon every victory won Bajor. by the resistance was attributed to my leadership. Stories of my brilliance, my daring, my courage grew more and more unbelievable. Yet the people insisted on believing them. My reputation even followed me into the labor camp, where my mere presence seemed to inspire my fellow prisoners. And I had done nothing but shoot an unarmed Cardassian in his underwear. I'll never forget the look on his face when he died. He was so embarrassed.
2: (laughs) That's That's also...
10: (laughs)
1: It was this. I wish
0: you tried to describe it to Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> Just what scene went on a little bit longer. <laughs> it was, you know, was kind of this kind of face, like, oh
1: no. <laughs> but like without the sound, you know what I mean. Right?
0: Um, I love that he ends that story with. He was so embarrassed, in the delivery. This guy is perfect. Richard Bamer is, if you know him as Ben Horn, <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, for casting for him to deliver that line
5: um, but I am not the man that they think I am perhaps not but Bejor doesn't need a man he needs a symbol and that's what you are no one's asking you to lead troops into battle or to kill a hundred Cardassians with your bare hands
0: there's another thing that's weird about this show the crown the and they've done this before they they shoot this this whole scene this whole end part of the scene is with Baymer in the foreground and focus and the, our main character giving the main speech of this scene out of focus in the deep background and it's they end the him. scene that way I understand that it works but it's just so atypical for television for syndicated television at that very interesting.
5: They look at you and they see strength and honor and decency. They look at and you a and a very
3: characteristic earring. But it's all based Everyone on recognizes I.
10: it. We could sell no, them. The <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk to you about.
5: And legends are as powerful as any truth. Uh,
1: oh, next scene, here we go. <laughs>
2: Commander, Minister Joro. Lee. Navark Lee. As of yesterday's unanimous assembly vote.
9: Congratulations.
2: Navark.
10: There's never been one before.
0: I like his jacket.
10: They felt any existing title was inadequate, so they created a new one for me. I hear that thousands of people showed up to greet your ship
5: when it arrived on Bejor.
10: Yes, it was quite a celebration. I wish I could have stayed longer.
2: Why? What stopped you? The Navark needed to return here to assume his new post. He's been made the Bajoran liaison officer to Deep Space Nine. I already have a liaison officer.
0: She's one of our, our main characters.
2: characters. Major Kira is no longer assigned to this post. But
0: she's
1: in the opening she's credits. She's been
2: recorded.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not in the credits this week. I'm Frank Langella. <laughs>
0: Uh
1: That's your that's your little cliffhanger. Well,
0: so
4: they
1: say. Drop back. <laughs> right? That's the cliffhanger?
4: I guess so.
0: That's the other thing, is the ending of the the cliffhanger is just basically like, and that's the first third of the book. (laughs) It doesn't really feel like a cliffhanger.
1: We'll find out about next week's job happenings on Deep Space Nine.
4: That many who's the
3: MVC Well, it's the M V C. Will it be Cisco, Dax, or Kieran Reese? It can't be Worf until season four, but there's a Brian Bashir and even Quark. And don't forget about Uhura and more. What is not
6: M V C? Give me it.
0: Um. Well, like I have a big vote for Borum, who's the uh, the guy who gives his life, and and I think he's the one also who sent the the earring. Frankly sure sure. he set it all in motion although Kira obviously does go down and pretend to be a sex worker to get him off and shoots a bunch of people So, uh, uh, although there's O'Brien O'Brien invented a way to completely hide the identity of a ship (laughs) Um, so he was useful but I would say if you're going to go between O'Brien and Kira it's probably Kira Uh, you know Cisco gave her the runabout but it feels like that's just a command decision
1: let's give it to the runabout
0: (laughs) Without the runabout.
1: Uh, so who are you going with?
0: It's Kieran Borum. I'm going to give it to Borum. I really respect that guy.
1: I don't know if Borum counts. It doesn't count? It's not on the crew.
0: I thought we were changing it to most valuable char- character in, in DS9. I'll play with it however you want to play it. If you're just saying uh, that somebody who's on DS9 itself... Then I would take Kira.
1: Oh, okay. That's a good way to look at it. Someone has to be on D Space Nine. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> or with the main cast. All right. I guess he's with the main cast. So. Uh-huh. I don't know. I guess I was saying it's... Well, although, I mean, it's like hard. How is this all going to pan out? We don't know.
0: Oh, that's true. All you can
1: look at is that... You know, some things are changing, some things are different. We don't know if this is ultimately a good thing or a bad
0: thing. Yeah, I'm only basing it on what I know in this episode, which is it seems like, however, even though uh, Lee Nullis is acting weird, or Lee Nullis, is that his name? Did I say the same name twice? Um, It seems like their premise and, you know, Cisco's speech that he is a symbol and is useful to them is, is the main thing. So I'm proceeding on the assumption that he is good for Bajor.
1: So give it to him. I'll give it to Kira. Kira.
4: How many Andes does this episode get?
1: It's so hard to say. Right? It really it's like, is. Uh, part one of three.
0: Usually, I, I don't always agree with your that take. That's a recurring take because I do think Best of Both Worlds is fantastic, independent of the sequel, the the whatever the second part. Um, but this one definitely feels like an incomplete story that doesn't have much oomph to it yet. So sort of tough. I do all the things that are weird about it. I do enjoy. And I'm like, Oh, this is a really interesting, weird show. And I like the subplot with Jake and Cisco, even though it doesn't pan out to too much, but they tie it into the main plot. I love the, the, the scenes with, with, uh, Quark and Odo, uh, not Quark and, well, Quark and Odo too, but Quark and Rom um, that really do feel like padding to get this out to three episodes. But they're good and they're both good comedic performances and Quark is really hitting his stride as a comedic character. Um, but it doesn't... And I like the theme of just like this this leader that everybody's looking to that really is just like, I just am not into this. <laughs> do I have to keep doing this? <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, but it does, to your point, lack a certain momentum. In a way that is not—it doesn't seem necessary. It seems like you could have more momentum, not knowing what comes next. So, I give it a six.
1: I mean, it's hard to—I give it a five go. and a half. I'm
0: going down to five and a half. Sorry.
1: It's a, sorry. No, it's fine. It's hard to go above a six for sure uh, until I see the the next two. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe this is all the seeds of a very satisfying conclusion.
0: Well, if it was as of
1: right now, am I that excited to watch part two? Yeah, it's okay. It's a little better than a. It's a little better than a bad cliffhanger.
0: Here's what I would propose. Um, if you get to the third one and it's like, oh, that's made me reevaluate, and all these pieces were great, then I think like we're we're because of the structure of this of this how we've set up our podcast we're judging each episode individually so give this whatever you think it should have and then rate it rate the you know higher at the end and then our audience will have to make the adjustment in their heads that it's like well this is about the or we can come up with a whole other um like a third rating that's like you know the two the three are parts together and what do they add up to
1: uh, well, then I'll give it I'll give it a five and a half as well. All
7: right. Very
1: good. I don't want to steal your half. I'm sorry, but I have to. Because I was going to give it a six. And then you went down to five and a half. I'm like, okay, five and a half it is.
0: Why? Why, Why did you change?
1: Because like I agreed with everything you were saying. Oh, wow. And so then you assigned a numerical value to it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's the numerical value. <laughs> He's already said. And, a half. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I guess it's that then. Five and a half.
0: <laughs> All right. There you go. We very right. frequently have the same number.
1: Yeah, I, but there's also very infrequently a story that is one a part of a, a three-parter. Yeah. Right. So, I'm interested to see how this pans out. Me we'll too. see you next week, everyone.
4: Disengage.